That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant Voodoo track tires, TurboForce deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it. Introducing the s Podcast channel, your one-stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this special edition of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. I am back. I am Jay. And I know everybody missed me. I've been on like a one-month hiatus. I haven't recorded a show since, I want to say, double or nothing. Yeah, I know. Shame on me. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I'm back. A lot of stuff has gone down since. A lot of stuff is going down this weekend, considering it is SummerSlam weekend. It's a big, big time in pro wrestling, considering it's one of the big four original WWE pay-per-views that's still ongoing. I believe this is the 32nd edition. And with such a big, big wrestling weekend coming up, I I, I have to talk about it with some other people. You don't just hear me rambling on and on by, by myself. So with that being said, let me introduce you to my two very special guest co-hosts for this evening. First of all, I got my man Sammy Munoz back on. Sammy, what is going on, brother? Hey, thanks for bringing thanks for bringing me back on. Yeah, man, of course, no problem. And my second co-host for this evening is making his yearly SummerSlam show appearance because <laughs> he's been on for the past two SummerSlam shows. We got to get him on a little bit more often, but it'll be it'll be taken care of. My man Hector Ghost Rivera, Ghost, what's up, dude? Yeah, what's going on, brother? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, of course, of course. So, pretty much for the gist. Of the sh- this show this evening, we're going to get into the SummerSlam card, of course. We're going to get into NXT TakeOver Toronto. We're going to talk some AEW. Um, we're going to talk All Out, their first AEW show starting in October on TNT. is the first time TNT has hosted wrestling since the downfall of WCW, so it is a big deal. Um, so we're going to get into all that. Um, I'm going to get into briefly just the updated brackets of the G1 Climax Tournament from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, not going to get into much detail. Just explain the A block and B block point total so far with the tournament almost coming to an end. And with that being said, let's just jump into it, man. Um, fellas, so obviously I, I, I would hate to start my new show on a, on a sour note, but we lost another legend. We lost the legendary handsome Harley Race, eight-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion at, I believe, 76 years old. Uh, to uh, some cancer. I'm not sure what, but the dude has been sick for a long time and his body finally gave out. Um, so just just right off the bat, a- any any fond memories of Harley Race? Him as the king. Yeah. That's what I remember him, with the, with the purple robe. He would come out on Saturday mornings. He would get carried out. And mm-hmm. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> That's what I remember. <laughs> I was a little kid back then. And then when I started watching NWA and I started looking at old videos, I'm like, oh, I know who he is now. But yeah, 
when you're a kid, you're only exposed to WWE. Yeah, especially because we're, we're all from New York, so we didn't really get WCW until it hit TNT, speaking of TNT, like because obviously NWA was more of a southern region regional promotion. We didn't really get, you know, obviously, like I said, until it got big and turned into World Championship Wrestling. Um, so, Ghost, I, I heard you kind of agree with the whole King gimmick. Is that the first exposure you had to race? Yeah, I always knew him coming out with the crown and with the, you know, with the cloak, very royal. Um, and it's a, it was always like on just like old VHS tapes or watching like old matches. So stuff with him with like uh, Dusty Rhodes and matches with him and Flair. But um, that that's what I, that that's the first thing that comes to my mind when I when I hear the name is just him in the crown, almost like Jerry the King Lawler, kind of. And the funny thing, you mentioned Lawler. If, if you hear his theme music from back then, it's the theme music that Jerry Lawler has had for the past, like, 30-something years. So I guess that royal theme is something they had for, I guess, the heel kings, if you will. You know what I mean? Um, I, my Just like you guys, my first exposure to Harley Race was the king gimmick that he had, him feuding with Junkyard Dog and then and uh, I guess Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who tried to steal the crown from him, and he wore it around for a little while. And uh, probably Tito Santana. Like, he feuded with, like, the mid-card tier of, 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 of wrestler in WWF, uh, with obviously continuing, I guess, nowadays, for guys that Vince McMahon did not create, he treats them as mid-carders or lower, depending on where they came from. Obviously, we mentioned Harley Race as an eight-time NWA heavyweight champion between the 70s into the late 80s when he jumped into WWE. Now, my question to Yah, just, just piggybacking off of that, why do you think that's the case? If if they were such big stars somewhere else, why wouldn't Vince capitalize on that stardom? I think, I think with Harley Race, it was different because Harley Race was already, you can see he was older. Yeah. He didn't look... So when we, I had that exposure of him as the king, he didn't look as if he can keep up with the younger guys. Like, I wouldn't see him in, at that age matching up with Ricky Steamboat, who was right in his prime. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think he was, he, was, he was on his way out because the next time I see him, he's uh, Big Van Vader's manager a couple of years mm-hmm. later. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I think they kept him in the mid-card. People knew his face, young generation. Oh, who's this keen guy? And then... It was just more like a traveling circus type situation. Um, because if you remember when Ric Flair came, he was immediately put in the main event yeah. and yeah. won the title. So I, nowadays, I think it's harder for stars from other, um, from other federations to come to WWE and, and make a name, unlike AJ Styles, who was an anomaly. But Yeah, that, that was honestly, and I've said it before, it was a genuine surprise because... He came from New Japan and, and Ring of Honor before getting into WWE. But before that, he was known as the TNA guy. You know what I mean? He was Mr. TNA, 2002 to 2014. He was in TNA. You know what I mean? He was like the flagship guy for, the, for that company. And for him to come in like he did and almost immediately, like you said, get pushed to main events and within a year became WWE champion, I would have not dreamed that would have happened with AJ Styles. But like I said, I'm genuinely surprised that it did. 
and they've treated him like a star this whole time, which I'm happy for the dude. Yeah. I think if you're a legitimate star, I think the WWE will push you. I just think there's just not a lot of stars out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. he didn't go into NXT like the rest of them. I, I, I think with someone like Nakamura who came in at the same time, it's more of probably the... Probably the the language barrier, maybe. Yeah, that that was probably it with promos and all that stuff because the dude was a bona fide star coming in. He had the character, he had the look, he had the the mannerisms, and he had the wrestling, which is probably supposed to be the most important part. But like you said, he uh, you know, it probably was just a promo thing for him and all that. Um, yeah, because the OC guys, uh, Gallows and Anderson, automatically went straight to the roster. So mm-hmm. it, it, the New Japan, they knew what they did. When you when you wrestling in Wrestle Kingdom, that's as big like WrestleMania. That's as big as WrestleMania, you know. And now in yeah. the states, first week of uh, January, we know that Wrestle Kingdom's on. So yeah. it's not like oh, it's only in Japan. Now it's a global thing, you know. So we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. What what AEW and NWA and New Japan can do from there. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. So, and the thing is, we're going back to Harley just for, for real quick. The, the next time, and, and like, like Go said, when I got some old NWA videotapes, like from my dad and all that stuff, and he actually gave me the insight on like some Harley Race and Ric Flair and Magnum TA, he was like, it, there was a whole nother, you know, world in terms of what I was a fan of besides WWF at the time. And I saw a whole bunch of WCW matches, all the Starcades and Great American Bashes and all that stuff. WCW is where I first saw uh, Road Warriors and Sting and and all these other guys. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, And it made me an even bigger fan because I had more stuff to watch. You know what I mean? And then I see Harley Race later later on as a manager for Lex Luger and Vader and and all these other guys. And then he kind of disappeared. I guess he just retired and, and, and had enough. You know what I mean? But, you know. Rest in peace to Harley Race. Condolences to the family. You know, he lived a long life. And and I know a lot of people give Haku the moniker of the toughest, like, dude ever walking around. But Harley Race is probably a, a one beating right behind them, according to a lot of people. Um, so let, you brought up AEW. Let's talk AEW real quick. Um, so, Ghost, have you seen the first few AEW shows that they put on? I saw the very first one. Um, I saw bits and pieces of the, I want to say the last one. Yeah. Sam, what was the last one? It wasn't Fighter Fest, right? What what was the last one that they did? Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen, okay. Fight for the Fallen, yeah. Um, And honestly, the only reason I even watched was because Private Party was going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. I was supporting Private Party just because, you know, my relationship with House of Glory. Yeah. Um but there were a couple matches that you know, I, I I'm still gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because they're still an up and coming company. They're still trying to figure out uh I guess who the stars are gonna be and they're still trying to give everybody exposure. Yeah. Um, maybe with this TV deal that they got going on now, it'll, it'll help them out a little more, but you know, it felt honestly, it felt like a, a good Monday night raw. Yeah. Like, do you, uh, do you think so far it's just a, 
like a just a niche a niche product like it it's pretty much like they gave pwg and a, a tv deal yeah it, it really felt like you know it's a lot of the guys that i've seen on the indie scene which i'm happy for yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I like the fact that these guys are getting exposure there's a shit ton of talent out there and and i crave to see that um I love that they're that they're finally, you know, getting to be seen by millions of people, which is yeah. a plus. Uh, but when you hear people talk about, oh, this is gonna be the savior, this is what's gonna take WWE out. Um, I'm like, it's a little I don't pre- know. It's a little premature. <laughs> yeah, I was like, at this point, they're just like a glorified T-shirt company. <laughs> like they come out, with, they come out with tees every like <laughs> every two days they got you know someone's got a new t-shirt yeah but um it's been cool like the, the very first one uh i enjoyed um i don't know it's just yeah it's just that's all i could really say it just felt like a monday night raw it wasn't anything that that blew me away um you know dean ambrose coming out uh, dean ambrose is dean ambrose yeah <laughs> I, I didn't see anything different besides his yep. gear and then he went from blue jeans to black jeans. Yep. Um, I liked better. Honestly, I liked it when he was fighting in New Japan and he came out with the little with the shorts, you know, <laughs> kind of like with, yeah. with the go with the Goldberg gear. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about Goldberg in a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I hope he's not the guy that they mainly focus on making a star, because um, they got a lot of other guys that they can use. But uh. But yeah, so so far it's it's been good. It's been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh Sam, they they put your uh their your favorite announcer back on during a uh, fight for the fallen. You saw that? Yeah, I I yeah I did. I don't know if you guys heard though. Um, so some news came out today. Um, the basically started with NWA that the NWA was in talks with Turner back in 2017. Turner actually reached out to them in December. Um, They wanted to put NWA in the spot where AEW is now. What stopped it is the merger with AT&T. And what also came out today is that NXT is going to go live on uh, Fox Sports 1 in October from 8 to 10 on Wednesday. Wow, a two-hour show for NXT? A two-hour show. Live. Live for, N- to for NXT. Head, wow, head to head with AEW. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I mean, I, I love NXT. I'll be watching NXT. Yeah, it's case. a better product. I, that's how I feel. Not for AEW nothing. I think I think NXT everyone. killed Impact. Not for nothing. Yeah, I did. I think NXT is what killed the Impact. I think you know. You know what impact. it is. NXT, <laughs> that's true. I think NXT was that indie product that I always wanted to see. Like you always see these guys that you want. You like, damn! I wish they had a little more exposure. I wish they had a little better budget. Um, but they still, they still had that sort of grittiness of uh, the the indie scene. They still fought like they fight when you go to a a, a live show, not yeah. watered down. Uh, uh, the way Vince McMahon likes to do to a lot of these guys, and NXT does that. You know, NXT gives you that. It's still, even though they got all the money to back them, they still almost have like that that ECW feel. Yeah, yeah. That kind of like local show with just 
the guys from the neighborhood who go all out. And you got the fans who are always wilding out. And always doing the chanting. Yeah, like you said, I feel like I'm watching an upgraded ECW arena every every week with that full cell crowd. Yeah, man. It's something about it. I guess maybe because it is locals. And, and you know, it's sort of like their hometown, like their uh, home court. Yeah. And so, so the fans are always going crazy because, you know, the fans make the show a lot of the times. I see some of yeah. these pay-per-views sometimes. And I'm watching and I'm like, this match is amazing. Like, I'll watch a, a, a whatever <laughs> on a WWE pay-per-view. And a lot of times, you know what? I, I think I've just been watching the, the product for so long that I'm just jaded to a lot of what yeah. I see. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this sucks. Like, I'm, I'm so over this. But then I'll be watching a match and I'm like, you know what? This is actually a really good match. And then I'm just annoyed at the crowd. I'm like, this crowd sucks. You know, you like, know it's funny that you say that because I guarantee you half of the people who are on WWE TV every week, if they make a one-run appearance on an NXT show to do a match, the crowd will go buck-ass wild. Dude, you but send anybody. You can send, you send anybody. Bro, last anybody. week last week, Fandango came out to save uh, Tyler Breeze <laughs> from the Forgotten Sons, and the crowd sounded like Steve Austin came out. <laughs> I was like, what type of shit is that? I was like, yo, it, it's literally that NXT crowd, and not for nothing... I feel the same way about AEW. A lot of, and even ECW back in the day. If you remember ECW for as hardcore as it was and all this other stuff, let some random WWE guy who had some sort of fame just walk in and have a match. They would go crazy for that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, depending because well, WWE depending, had that relationship also... with them and they'll send some bum like Brockus or Doink or, or any That's random fair. dude out there and they'll get shitted on. But, I was going to say, they'll, they'll get yeah. shitted on quick, yeah. too. But I remember Scott Hall made an appearance one time, right? He he was he got out of his WCW contract, and he came in with his outsider colors. I think he had two matches. He wrestled Just Incredible, and he wrestled Big Sal from the FBI or some shit like mm. that. Can we acknowledge that that's the best name in wrestling ever? <laughs> Big Sally? No, Just Incredible, dude. Oh, Just Incredible. <laughs> I thought you said yeah. Big Sal as well. I was like, no, I, I thought you said Big Sal. I was like, really? No, I actually I actually liked Big Sal from the FBI. He didn't Big do shit. Sal but... E. Graziano. <laughs> but yeah, dude, Scott Hall came out and the ECW arena went off like if it was a Shane Douglas return or something. I was well, like, you know what? It is Scott Hall at the end of the it, day. I mean, Scott Hall, yeah, he's a very popular dude. Yeah, I know. I I I would have I would have went nuts too seeing him come out. But speaking of Scott Hall, he's he's gonna be at the uh, HOG I event saw, tomorrow. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Oh, the show's tomorrow. Yeah, the show's tomorrow. Nice, nice. High intensity eight for those of you listening. Damn, bro! I remember I went to high intensity five. <laughs> yeah, dude. Been <laughs> been going to those shows for a minute. Yeah, man. I remember that night, I think I met Eric Young when he was still in TNA. He made an appearance, or he just got out. I met him. I met EC3. Oh, man. Uh, EC, EC3, go to AEW, please. Save your life. Um, EC, and, yo, uh, EC3 is, you know what? I wasn't a huge fan of EC3 in the beginning, and then I saw him at a live show. Yeah. I don't even think it was with House of Glory. I think it was with... Um, Oh, man, I hate that. I don't remember the name of the company right now. But it was over here in the Bronx. uh, As a matter of fact, Battle Club Pro. Yeah. Battle Club Pro. And he's hysterical, dude. No, he's a funny dude. Yeah. Dude, he was was so fucking funny. I got 
I was I actually enjoyed him during his match. Yeah, I went to uh, where did I go? I went to a uh, I want to say a Raw house show a couple weeks back over here in Orlando, and out of nowhere I heard his music and I was like, oh, this dude's gonna have a match, and then he got squashed by Titus O'Neil. I was like, bro, ask for your release, man. <laughs> you, you know what? Don't ask for it yet. Make that money. <laughs> oh yeah, make make as much money as you can, and then get the hell out of there, bro. Yeah, and then 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 break out. Use you know, that money know, to create a new gimmick. You know, I think, I think, and and um, the cons have more money than than McMahon. Let's be real; it's yeah. like double the amount of money. I'm like, I but how much I'm of that are they willing to invest into AEW though? Because uh, Vince, because sure. Vince and the McMahons are all in with no no pun intended, but. You know, all their riches and all their wealth is only going into that one product. Actually, and, he just well, sold and now some he of got the, the whole, product for the XFL. So I was gonna say, now he got that whole stupid football league coming up. But yeah, so he keeps going back. The football forward. league is coming back. <laughs> yeah, he really wants this. Is well, I guess that's what makes him Vince. He really wants this shit to work. Yeah, I just don't understand I mean, why he, the cons chose... don't buy out contracts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. EC, I could see EC3 being in a stable with, uh, with um, MG, the, the, MJF. Yeah, MJF. Easily. Yeah. I think th- those are decisions that the cons will probably make once they see that they could really start, that the company's going to be profitable. Some noise. Yeah, yeah, you know, know, yeah, the, the, the company right, right now, now is, I don't it, think it's, it's profitable. It's, no, yeah, it's still definitely in, in its infancy. And again, the cons are businessmen first, so he wants to make sure I'm not gonna fucking invest all my damn money into this company and then it flops. Yeah, because he, he still has to worry about the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. He has to worry about other stuff too. So, I mean, he said I, it in I an interview too. Be- he because everybody kept claiming, you know, every every time when AW was picking up all these guys off the indie scene and even off of WWE. Everybody's like, oh, they're gonna be making millions and millions of dollars, and he he had to set the story straight. He said, listen. You know, I'm I'm hiring these guys, but they're still getting paid regular salaries. No, yeah. I can't pay. Not everybody's a superstar. I can't pay everybody these seven figures. You know, there are going to be some exceptions. And I've said it before. These guys, uh, Cody and and the Bucks, if they're really much into it in terms of the business side of it, they need to not make the same mistake Eric Bischoff made back in the day and just throw this dude's money away like water. And then they don't make a profit coming back. Yeah, that's I mean, what I see happening, though. Yeah, it's already so. happening. Look at that battle royal to start the whole thing. Just, <laughs> they, they hired every friend that they had and every. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm gonna get into that real quick because I'm gonna talk about the all-out card real fast, just just to get that get that done with. So, like like you just mentioned, they have a women's. I saw that video that Brandy uh, Rhodes put out earlier about the women's battle royal, casino battle royal that they're bringing back. Uh, and the winner of that will get a – I don't know if they're getting the belt or they're getting a, a shot at the women's champion. I mean, they don't have a women's champion right now. Um, so I guess the winner of this will probably get get the belt. Um, so they hired three chicks to come on board because it's going to be a 21-woman battle royal, but they don't have 21 women on the roster yet. So Brandy Rhodes was like they hired some. And they're gonna bring it for us. So the first video 
video that they showed promoting this chick was the daughter of Rowdy Roddy Piper. Her name is Teal Piper. Um, and she said she never really wanted to get in the business, but as she got closer to her father and when her father died, she was like, you know what? She felt inspired to do it. So AEW is already bringing people in because of their famous last name. Now, if they really want to make a, a killing on this, they'll take Tessa Blanchard from Impact if that's even possible. But that's just me. Um, the other person they, they showed was someone that we're all very familiar with from ECW, WWE, and just recently the NWA, and that's Jazz. She's going to be in the Battle Royal. Um, I'm trying to remember the third chick that they... Sammy, you saw that video? I'm, I forgot who the third chick they showed. No, I didn't see the video, but but Jazz is legitimate. Yeah, she is. Jazz is a beast. Yeah, there are some female wrestlers that are legitimate. Charlotte Flair is one, Jazz is another. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was a... Uh, and there was a... Damn, what was that third chick? Oh, well. Uh, it'll come back to me. Uh, whatever. But, yeah, they, they're bringing in some chicks from the outside to be in this battle royal. And, and of course, they're going to have their regulars. They're going to have their Britt Bakers and, and Ali and, and probably Awesome Kong is going to be in it. Probably Aja Kong is going to be in it. Those two little skinny Japanese chits, um, Zaki Zaki and Rio. Um, so, yeah, they're going to have their... But, Zaki you know, Zaki? That sounds like mad racist. That's her name, dude. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, that's really her name. That's her, <laughs> name. her last name is Zaki Zaki. I'm not, <laughs> and she's a fan favorite too. They they love her over there, and um, oh, wow, oh and that and Nyla Rose is gonna be in it. All these other now, right off the bat, I could I, I'm already throwing it out there. Brandy Rhodes is gonna be their first female champion. I'm just throwing that out there. No matter who's she, out there, she's gonna be that heel. Stephanie McMahon, you know, ah. I mean, that, I already have a foul taste in my mouth for that battle royal. Let let's see that night who they bring in, and yeah, we'll see. But <laughs> I think they're gonna give it to Britt Baker. That's who they've been pushing. Oh, if Ms. they want to give it to Brandy, she'll do some Stephanie McMahon thing after she, the the other girl wins the title. Yeah, yeah, because she already has a win over Allie. Like, really, Brandy Rhodes? You're you're giving yourself wins already? Ugh. I didn't even think she was going to wrestle. And then she's putting herself in matches already. I was like, all right. Okay. It's like pulling teeth. Let's see what you do. <laughs> and then we have uh, Sam's three favorite guys. I mean, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. <laughs> Look, Darby Allen can move. I can't he's take good. that away from uh, him. I like, he, I like Darby. He, he's good. He's not a main eventer. He's not no, a main no, no. eventer. And he, they shouldn't be selling him and pushing him just like Jungle Boy. Like, they're not men of men of That was the last guy that, that, that would have did it for you right there if Jungle Boy was in it. <laughs> yeah, I would have expected it, though. They've already... Uh, I'm not excited about the first show. I'm not. I was going to yeah. watch, you know, just like everybody with curiosity. But yeah. now that NXT just dropped that news, oh, I'm like... I can't believe that, bro. That's oh, crazy. That's first hard. thing I would I do mean, is tell Jungle Boy to change his name. Yeah. Okay, hey, if he not... really wants to capitalize on his pops, just take Lucas Perry. There, there we go. Boom. And 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 his partner, his partner needs to take off that 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 dinosaur mask. Hey, I kind of like Luchasaurus, bro. Man, he can Yo, He just needs dude, to lose Luch again. Luch Luchasaurus is the man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> on, on Lucha Underground, 
Oh man, I love that dude. Luchasaurus <laughs> is cool, man. He just now if you're gonna wear that mask, you should wear something more crazy. Like you know how Drago looks? Like he should wear a mask like that. The mask that he got on looks like he got it from Party City. <laughs> you know what I mean? Disrespectful. I, I think he's cool. He's a it is it is a bad mask. It's a weird mask, bro. It, it he needs a different mask. He needs a different name. If he wants to stay masked, I'm okay with that. But he needs a different mask. He needs a different name. He needs something more like horrifying because he has that demeanor and that look, and he wrestles good. The, but the crazy thing is, he's a babyface. I would make him a heel. Yeah, he 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 carries Jungle Boy on his shoulders everywhere he, he goes. Should, he should just use his real name. Yeah. What's his real name? Austin Madison. Hmm. But if he does that, then he has to unmask, right? Or yeah, change, probably probably change the gimmick too. Oh man, what if he, uh, he can't be what if he talks to uh, Lucha Underground and let him use the name he used there because he was uh, Vibora in That's uh, Lucha Underground. Vibora That's isn't bad. Yeah, that is better. I mean, is Lucha Underground still around? Yeah, I, have I was wondering too. No idea. I would think by this point, I mean, AAA pretty much took all their stars back. <laughs> yeah, and all the lawsuits. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest stars they had was, was probably Penta and, and Puma and, you know. And AW all took guys. the rest. And they're, yeah, all, they're all gone. <laughs> Once they lost Ricochet, I think that's what started it all. Yeah. And then up next, we have another one that Sammy's going to love, and I think uh, Jim, uh, Jim Cornette's going to love it, too. The Best Friends Against the Dark Order, a.k.a. the Super Smash Brothers. I thought you were going to say Pockets. I thought you were going to say Pockets was fighting. Like, I don't know if Hector knows who uh, Ghost. Do you know who Pockets is? I do not know who Pockets that's is. Orange Cassidy. Orange oh, Cassidy. okay. <laughs> Pockets. I, not, he's the only silly gimmick that, that I, I can... I can accept. Oh, for real? The yeah, swap, there's God, something. I, you I'm know what shocked. it is? Is that it's so over the top that I'm like, you know what? I, I'm okay with it. I think it hurts uh, wrestling like really bad. I really think no, it does. No, it does. If it if he gets to a <laughs> the main stage, he I would like say definitely change it. If you put him on it. the main event fighting for the championship, that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be rough. I think I think if if they put him on one of those shows as the as the main event for one of the the weekly shows, they're gonna they're gonna have a bad series of uh, of um, of shows after that that the ratings are gonna drop. I really see that. That's how I don't think. My favorite part of his run so far was in that first battle royal that they threw him out, and they were like, "Oh, he had to take his hands out that time." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I forgot. I think it was Dreamer that threw him out or something like that. It was like, oh, he yeah, took his hands out yeah, of his pockets. Then that was funny. Tap, he tap kicked him, and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, there's only two other things that are that are killing wrestling. It's it's like what um, what was this guy? Um, hey, sorry guys, so, I got I got cut off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, just I just saw that it said you joined. I was like, oh, I didn't even hear it click or anything. I, I saw it. I saw it. I just didn't want to say anything. I wanted to keep going. I don't know if you want to edit this out. <laughs> yeah. no, it happens, man. It's part of they, what is it? What that that Vince McMahon always says: there there never any mistakes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Then the next match after that, I'm not going to even give a, a comment on that tag match. That's terrible. Um, um, we have a, a, a storyline that has been brewing and an actual story that they've been following, which has been pretty interesting. We have Cody going up against the perfect 10 Sean Spears, who has Tully Blanchard in his corner. Um, this all spurned off of that lethal chair shot that uh, I, I was just about to say Dillinger, whatever, that Ty Dillinger gave him and totally busted his shit open. And now they're going to have a match. And apparently the reasoning behind uh, Dillinger attacking Cody was because Cody called him a good hand. And apparently wow. that's the, the that's the worst thing you can call a wrestler is a good hand. What do you guys think about that? Well, he's always showing his hands, so yeah, you, you got two, <laughs> your two good hands, man. See, I actually think that this switch and look, I think he looks great. The the mohawk, he got the tattoos now, got that edgy vibe to him. Calls himself yeah. the chairman. Yeah, I think I think it's great. I actually watched that chair shot like twenty times because I try to see how the hell he got cut. But um, I I think it's fantastic. I, he is. And I can say this because I don't work in the business, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's a he he's a good worker. He's yeah, he is. yeah, he's he's a solid dude. I liked him in WWE. I liked him in NXT. Um, it sucked that it didn't work out for him, but I think AEW is the place for him. At least get another year in there with this new gimmick and have Vince call you back because I think with what he's doing now. He could go far. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think the door is totally closed on him going back to WWE. I mean, you know, they they sign everybody and their mother just to not just for AEW not to bring in extra people. I can't imagine them if uh, Sean Spears gets enough momentum, they wouldn't want to bring him back. I, I don't see why that wouldn't happen. Yeah, I could see the whole Sean Spears thing going far, man. He um he he seems to be comfortable on the microphone. We all know WWE lacks guys who who. Are entertaining when it comes to the entertainment part of it, like outside of the ring, just on the mic and stories and promos. And uh, uh, I think he's doing his thing now. I think he's uh, he found his uh, whatever that it is that you need. Yeah, I think it could be the best uh, match of the night. Yeah, the potential. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm happy to see Tully Blanchard on TV, even though he's super old. But like he's playing the Bobby Heenan role of like the advisor. Like he's technically not a manager, but but he is. They just give it a different name. Um, and you know, speaking of the Blanchards, well, I don't know if you mentioned it when uh, I kind of fell off the call. But uh, what's going on with Tessa? I know she she you know she's with Impact or whatever. But she's why? gonna be the first ever female World Heavyweight Champion. That's what she's gonna be, right, Sam? <laughs> I, I, don't I agree with Seth Rollins. I agree with <laughs> Seth Rollins. The, wrestling is based on reality. You have to have some sort of, um, yeah, scripted, but you have to have some sort of resemblance of reality. And just power slamming a chick and she gets up and then beats you and pins you for the title when she weighs 110 pounds and you weigh 250 pounds? I don't know about that. I, need, I think they need to hold off on making her the first world champion. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have Tessa Blanchard beat Brian Cage. Do you believe that? That's horrible. <laughs> That's, That's wild. Just you, you know when I realized that Vince McMahon or WWE was never gonna go for a girl beating a guy was when a couple weeks ago they were still having the rivalry between Baron Corbin and um, what's her name? 
Oh, with uh, Lacey Evans and and Becky and and Seth? Yeah. Well, he attacked Seth. And then, you know, Becky can't just stand there. She's supposed to, quote, unquote, the man or whatever. So she comes and she forearms Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin just looks at her and laughs. I love that. I love it. Because it's based in reality. Yeah. And And then he gave her the end of days. That was the best moment for me. When I saw that <laughs> forearm, and then all he did was laugh and like back up because he's like, "Well, I can't hit her, but at the same time, I'm not even gonna sell this hit like it did anything to me." Yeah, I was like, "You see, you see that, that 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 makes sense. That made perfect sense to me." I tell you this: I've never been a Baron Corbin fan, but with that feud, I became a fan. <laughs> you, you know, know oh, if it was China, if it was a, like China was believable, and they match you up with Jeff Jarrett, it was believable. You know yeah, what I mean? And they flirted with China winning the world title back in 99. But no, that was just that was they, just a tease. It was it was an idea that they spoke about, but it didn't go further than a conversation. But they were thinking of having her main event a pay-per-view with Steve Austin. They were talking about it. It would have it would have killed WWE. In yeah. the in the ratings, it would have killed it. Yeah. yeah. You can't have China pin Steve Austin clean for a world title. That, that's not gonna work. I would have liked to have seen the matchup, but definitely that would have been just a squash match. Like he could have just stunned her. Yeah, yeah. I think it would have been like cheese, like a low blow from her. Triple H probably interferes when the ref's not looking. But eventually, DX comes in. They all get Uh stunned. (laughs) But eventually, that stun is gonna hit her right on that big chin she used to have, and then that would have been it. Yo, she gave Sergeant Slaughter a run for her money with the chin before she got the surgery. I'll tell you that much. One time, <laughs> I think Slaughter was feeding with Triple H, and China gets in front of him, and they're going chin to chin. And you hear Jerry Lawler, oh, look at the chins. It's a battle of the chins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but, you know, she 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 was a big dude. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so, <laughs> so put, to put a kibosh on that match, I, honestly, if they want to make some noise, I say Cody takes the L here to, to Spears. If they want Spears to be a big star, and I, I'm going to feel the same way about the main event. But before that, we got the AAA tag team titles. We got the Lucha Brothers, Phoenix and Penta, going up against the Young Bucks. I mean, I guess AEW doesn't have enough of a roster to have their own tag team titles, but uh, they're defending I, the AAA I, I tag team titles. I still don't get that. I still don't get that. It's another promotion title. Yeah. Still yeah. don't get that. Well, it's like you said. It's like when ROH will have the NWA world title as the main event instead of the ROH world title, which is another ridiculous aspect it's, of it. It's ridiculous. What I don't get is how they promoted the company as as saying that they were going to focus on a tag team division and you still don't have titles. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have argue, arguably the most popular tag team in the industry right now. In the Bucks. Yeah. And close second, the Lucha Bros, who are practically on your roster permanently. And you still don't have belts. Like, I don't get that. Well, apparently they're having a tag team tournament. And what I forgot to mention was that best friends Dark Order match, whoever wins that, gets a bye in the first round of the tag tournament. Now, off the top of my dome, I could only think of best friends, Dark Order, Lucha Brothers, Young Bucks. Private party. I mean, uh, really, what other tag teams do they have to make Yo, a that's the, This is, is going to be the second buy. So that means you're going to have, what, six teams? 
Yeah, it's weird, bro. Why would you even make a tag tournament? Just wait to sign more teams down the road or, you know, you don't need everybody knows your baby promotion. You don't need to make a belt just to make a belt. You know what I mean? Like you have your world title, concentrate on making that world title something big. Once your roster gets bigger, right, make some tag teams and make a tag team title, but it doesn't need to be right away. And you just Buck, do it just to do it. The Bucks got to take an L on this too. I think so. Yeah, they I definitely so. do. Because uh, people are going to start talking that these guys created this company and they're never going to lose. Dude, they're going to have the Triple H of 2003 to 2006 <laughs> over the rest of their careers. Hey, because once started, Triple H married Stephanie, he was untouchable for like four years. I was like, come on, man. Triple H wasn't that gangster when he was younger. You're going to tell me when he's older, he's beating everybody? Come on, man. And he was fat. He had the purple shorts. He didn't even have trunks. I was like, come on, dude. He shaved his beard. He was clean-shaven, fat, and, and wore, like, compression shorts. And he was the world champion beating Goldberg and, and Michaels and Van Dam and Booker T. I'm like, oh, this is horseshit, bro. But, but these guys, like Go said, they're going to get that exact same type of reaction if they're squashing all these young guys. And it takes us – now, Kenny Omega, on the other hand – He's still, because he's not management technically. I don't know how much pull he, I mean, he's their best friend or whatever, but I don't think Kenny Omega's management. So co-main event, we got Kenny Omega against John Moxley. How do y'all see that going? Moxley. Yeah, I see Moxley winning as well. Yeah. Just because yeah. all, the, all the hype behind him. Yeah. I think he's the, he's, he's the guy that he's going to be the face of the, of the company. I mean, you would think that this match would be no DQ. I mean, they didn't make no announcement about it. From the looks of it, so far, it's just a regular match. But, uh, you know. I'm know. sure they'll be they'll be lenient with the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And then the but main yeah. event, we got the AEW Championship. We got 50-year-old Chris Jericho <laughs> against Adam Hangman Page. Now, the obvious choice should be Hangman Page, right? Yes. I don't know about that. I don't know. Because you're going national. You may want Chris Jericho to win it initially, just so that you get that name recognition, you get that fan base, and then put on uh put over Adam Page maybe two months down the line, three months down the line as yeah. they're feuding. But I, I can't put Adam Page immediately as a champion. Yeah. Do you does anybody really care though of Jericho being champ again? I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I wouldn't it, care. I, I think it, if it happens, cool. But if it doesn't, you know, it, I feel... It, 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 it should, does nothing. That, it but. does nothing for me. He has a fan base. He, he pulls. Yeah, it's called Fozzie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not for nothing, though. I've actually heard a couple of their newer songs, and they are right. No, they, they, they're pretty dope. They actually made the radio out here. Like, uh, like, I don't know about New York, because, you know, I haven't heard radio out there in a while. But in Florida, we actually still have rock stations, like live rock stations and stuff like that. Um, and Fozzie's been played. Like, the past couple of songs have been played out here. They're, they're not bad. I mean, damn it. He's been in that band for, like, 20 years already. They better get it right by this point. <laughs> no, yeah, they're pretty good. They got, they got some good tracks. But uh, overall, you know, Jericho's going to be Jericho. He's definitely a name. He's definitely a legend. But I just I can't really see him... Being the guy who who's gonna bring face brings butts to the seats like I don't you hear Jericho on the title you're like okay that's cool but if you make Adam Page a champion 
and then he fails to draw. And which, two months later, because the 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 only the hardcore fan knows who that guy is. I, yeah, and so you then know, you know who's the next guy to win it? John Moxley, and then you just or, killed or Ke- Adam either Pettis. him or Kenny Omega, either one of those two. But I, I would lean toward Moxley because, like you said, he's a fresh face from WWE. You know, people know who Dean Ambrose is. Even even the common regular fan knows who Dean Ambrose is. Mm-hmm. So I could see that happening. But I mean. Adam Page was a young boy in Ring of Honor four or five years ago. Who really, who's watching TV is going to know who he is? I don't know. You know, I would much rather put it on Page and then have Jericho still be the heel that he is and continue to make Page look even better by starting all these rivalries, going on his social media and doing all this crazy shit that he loves to do with his videos. I think they're just going to kill Adam Page before he's a main eventer. He could be a main eventer. And they're gonna kill his run. I really, I really see that. I really, really see it if they give him the title. Because all, all of a sudden, when Moxley wins, everyone's gonna forget about Page. He'll be a mid Carter, yeah. and it's over. Yeah, then he's gonna be feuding with Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Orange Cassidy's not mid card. He's the low card, <laughs> bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, they'll push him. They'll push him. <laughs> he, just, he, to drive, to me, just to drive Jim, just to drive Jim Cornette to catch a, a stroke, they're gonna push Orange Cassidy. <laughs> to me, he's like uh, Santino. I could see that. Yeah, he was. He, he was a mid-level guy. Won a couple titles. Funny to watch. I think that's that's what I see Cassidy as. But, but another the thing guy, is, who, uh, another when guy he who wants Cornette to wrestle, he can wrestle. Yeah, yeah, I've seen him have a few matches that he actually did some stuff and it was okay, but I mean, he's going to go, the reason he got noticed was for that sloth gimmick and he's going to keep doing it till the wheels fall off. I know that much. Yo, but you know how difficult it is to get shot off to the ropes and fucking go jump slow? over somebody. Dude, no, to jump <laughs> over somebody, drop down, have them jump over you, like that whole spot, you know, that yep. universal spot that, that wrestlers used to do all the time. Yep. And mm-hmm. then nip, and then do a nip up with your hands in your pocket the whole time. That is impressive. That did impress That shit is difficult. That. Yeah. Shit, I can't do that with my hands out of my pants. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Jay, get your hands so, out of yeah. pants. So that's, that's the all-out pay-per-view. And uh, their first show on TNT is going to be, I believe, October 2nd. And they, they're already promoting their main event. They got, uh, I believe, Cody and uh, Kenny and the Bucks. Are gonna go against Jericho and a mystery tag team that Jericho says will surprise a lot of people. Now, right off the bat, for some reason, I'm thinking of Enzo and Cass. <laughs> That's a I good could see one. that. I could see that. And now I see um, Enzo and Cass. I, I really can't imagine what other tag team they'll bring from outside that will actually move the needle. No, um, convinced. You sold me. It's done. Yeah. And if you've seen a picture of Big Cass from this weekend, the dude is jacked. He's in crazy that, shape. That gender juice. Oh, I think he, I think he, he chugged the whole bottle, bro. Because <laughs> a few months ago, he had a fat, pudgy-looking physique. And he, he was at an indie show this weekend, and he was ripped, shredded. I was like, damn. Well, yeah, yeah people, I, would, people would talk his shit about him. So he probably hurt yeah, his feelings. yeah. So I see Enzo and Cass. I mean, if they steal the Briscoes from Ring of Honor, I think that'll be cool too. But uh, but you know, I I think it'll be Jericho with Enzo and Cass. Didn't against, didn't uh, uh, Moxley recently fight Enzo? 
Uh, I he mean, Kaz? Kaz. He wrestled Kaz, yeah. Yeah. He wrestled Kaz like he a month ago. Kaz and who was it that he wrestled? The other best heel. There's two. Two MJF is the best talker, and then uh, Killer. Uh, Killer Cross. Killer Cross. He's and another I, one that needs to come immediately. Oh, Dude, that that guy's a main eventer. I'm looking at the photo of Big Kaz. Yeah, he's ripped. Fuck. He's insane, bro. <laughs> Yeah, because the thing is, after that match with Moxley, he went on, he did a promo after the match, and he was saying he's been through a lot of stuff since leaving WWE. You know, he lost Carmella, he lost his girl, he lost a whole bunch of shit, and he just went on a freaking, like, depression and all that stuff. But he was like, now he has renewed focus, and he's putting in the work, and he was like, within a year and a half, Big Cass is going to be the biggest name in wrestling. He said, mark my words, and then he walked off. I was like, oh, we'll see, bro. <laughs> I don't know. He's definitely got the size, and I think he's got the look. The only thing is, he has to he has to carry he has to carry around that five foot ten inch of New York craziness with him. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Who, who do you see? Who who else could is out there? That LAX. That's about it, right? That's another one I was about to say because they they're out of TNA, so we'll see. And uh, well, damn, I don't know if I can say it. Say it might what? be it, it might be LAX. I'm thinking that, bro. I was thinking that too. Because when, ha- had... when does this air? October second. <laughs> this this airs. No, no, I mean your podcast. When is this podcast? Oh, uh, well, it could be any time before uh, Sunday. Uh, and that's in October. Yeah. Well. Rumor is that LAX just signed with AEW. Oh, there we go. So it might be LAX. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) So then that means Kaz and Enzo are probably going to go NWA when they do their show in October. Or Ring of Honor to finally fight the the Briscoes. I think think the Briscoes still have um, the permission from ROH to uh, participate in NWA. NWA. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I wouldn't be shocked. They just never go back to ROH. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were man, enjoying R- it too much. Dude, we mentioned it before. ROH is another sinking ship, man. And, and it's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Because they've been around probably just as long as Impact. Or maybe even a little before. And been before. Yeah, damn, bro. Like, that was a company I was always behind. Because, you know, it was... Uh, I don't know. I just always was behind ROH. And they have money. They have yeah, Sinclair they got money. money. Sinclair got money. And Sinclair just brought all those channels from Disney that belonged to Fox that the DOJ made them sell. So yeah. they have all the Fox regional sports networks. They, they have more profit now. And Stadium's <sighs> a good network, you know? Yeah, Stadium's a good network, and now it's going to morph into something bigger. You know who but, reminds uh, me of uh, ROH? Um, MLW. MLW. Yeah, but MLW has better talent. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That Hammerstein guy and that be uh, Alex, and the oh, other yeah, guy, Alex Alex Hammerstone. And and the other guy, the other guy just just isn't a good talker like uh, MJF and Hammerstein, but he's good too. Yeah, yeah. That's a good fraction right there. They they have good talent in MLW. And then you got a uh, their version of Matt Riddle and uh, what's that dude's name? The uh, UFC guy, uh, dirt, uh, filthy Tom Dirty. Lawler. Yeah, Tom Lawler. And they have um the. 
the Von Eric boys, who are good. Oh, that, that was a good pickup. That was a good pickup right They're there. They're really, really good. I didn't think they, they were are. that good. They are yeah, really uh, that good. <laughs> what's his name? Ross and uh, what's the other one? Um, I forgot. Shit. I don't even remember Ross. I forgot the other, forgot the other brother's name. Um, but, yeah, they wrestled in TNA like a few years back, and TNA didn't sign them. I was like, what? All right. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? MLW did the right thing by putting the the Samoan to be the their their world champion. That's a big guy. I'm sorry. Was it Marshall? Marshall, yes, Marshall, Marshall and right? Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But but that Samoan dude, he is he part of the family? I think he's part of. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think he's he part is. Of, yeah. yeah, he's a Anawahi he, tribe. Oh, he has talent though. He's yeah. an Anoa. Yeah, he's one of them. He's one of them. He's one of those Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, he's one of them. He's and one of the he many. Can move. <laughs> one of the many. <laughs> wasn't move. he? Wasn't he the one? You're talking about Jacob, right? Jacob Fatu. Yeah, yeah. Jacob Fatu. Uh-huh. Was wasn't he the one who just like a month ago or two, like this video went viral of this pro wrestler, like just rocking this fan who came over the the barricade. Oh. There was a video of some guy who, like, the, well, he didn't jump over the barricade. The barricade was open, but he was, like, trash-talking one of the wrestlers. Yeah. But he he did the stupidest maneuver of crossing that barricade. Oh, no. And the I minute he did that. it, I, I'm almost 100% sure it was Jacob. This dude ran out of nowhere and just <laughs> rocked him. <laughs> he just rocked The guy went tumbling back into his seat. I love it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, did you ever see that? I just googled it. You're right. Because <laughs> Jacob Fatu beats down fan. Jacob, the fan crossed the barrier. Yo, crossed the barrier. Is your that, fault. That old that old video of of uh, Austin Aries slapping up some fan at, at a Ring of Honor show back in the day. <laughs> or uh, I think he was talking crap about him, and then uh, I think he was waiting outside the venue for Austin Aries to come out. And Aries comes out, the guy squares up on him, and Aries just punches him right in the face. And not... <laughs> oh my God. I was like, yo, it, it's common knowledge, bro. You, you don't go over the rail. You don't get in the ring. That's the worst thing you could do. Because as you've seen, even the referee will put the boots, put the boots to you, man. Like uh, they, will, they will attack you. Jim you know? Cornette always has great stories about the fans doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even had one great one that I heard the other day that... Um, he was a babyface at the time, and he was at the gas station, and the guy came up to him and wanted to fight him. And he was like, you must not know I'm a babyface now. <laughs> so Jeez, he said, forget man. it. He thinks I'm a heel, and he went full heel on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you would think by now, you know what I mean? Because the thing is, it's storyline, and it's, and it's, you know, all that. So people want to test these dudes. I'm like, half of them are roided to the gills. You really want that roid rage in your life? Like, come on, man. I, I think I think what it is is um, since this generation of fan knows, oh, it's fake. They think it's fake. It's scripted. The moves are yeah. still real. The moves can still hurt you. The the, the talent yeah. that's going in there can still kick your fucking ass. But yeah. the thing, excuse my language, but these people think, oh, it's fake. It's fake. And that's why you have all these marks that go on online and write all this stuff about these wrestlers. And then they have the audacity and think nothing's going to happen to me. I'm going to cross the barricade. And then they catch a two-piece and an elbow, and they get tossed around from one side of the room to the other, and then they want to sue. Yeah, real quick. Real quick it's, to sue. It's just, guy, 
some guys are just dumb, man. How many stories have you heard? I've, I've listened to interviews of boxers and MMA fighters who just are like a bar. And they got people who just decide they either had one too many yeah. or they want to test them. And they're like, hey, hey, and, you know, they keep bothering them. And then they're getting fucking choked out. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, you remember that one with Big Show was still the giant? He was in WCW who's sitting at a bar. And he and broke the guys just hacked. Yeah, some dude was just heckling him. And I mean, of all the guys to go up to, you're going to go to a seven foot, 400 freaking pound dude and start heckling that guy? Really? Come dude, on, he, man. He literally broke his jaw with one punch. Mm-hmm. My, buddy, my buddy was a manager at a restaurant um, and Big Show came in. Big Show didn't have an altercation or nothing like that. But Big Show sat on a chair and he was just like offering Big Show a, another booth, a better booth. And he was just so nervous. He was like, oh, my God, that's, that chair can't support him. And if it breaks, he's going to kick my ass. <laughs> Dude, I got, a, I got a friend of mine. He's a, 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 a guard. And he told me this story when he found out that I, I like wrestling. He says, I was working one night, and we're watching the surveillance cameras. And there was this guy who was just sitting in the lobby the whole night. So he was sitting there because he knew there were wrestlers staying at the hotel. And sure enough, the one wrestler that he encounters is Big Show. And Big Show had just come, you know, it's like 2, 3 in the morning. He just came from the bar. He's drunk. I'm sure he's exhausted. And this guy's just bothering him for an autograph. And Show's like, no. And he says that as he's watching the screen, he just sees Show grab this guy and toss him through the glass front of the door <laughs> of the of the hotel shatters the glass he says Shane McMahon had to run out and like grab Big Show and like calm him down and send him up to the room wow that's... dude but he, he they, they covered it up like if it was a fucking like a stunt yeah like a stunt like he, people came in and repaired the glass and everything was cleaned up by the morning no one knew no one knew Damn. what happened <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm sure was, I'm sure Shane or Vince gave that guy a little bit of dough and was like, "Yo, just shut up and get out." <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure they paid for all the repairs and everything. I'm sh- I could wow. just imagine being the guy looking at the surveillance camera and you just see this giant <laughs> of a man just toss somebody through a freaking glass door. I would have been rolling, bro. I, I would have been dying, bro. <laughs> I would have been, imagine being the guard and you're like, well, I'm not going out there to stop that fight. Heck no. I would have been like, I'm on break. I'm on lunch. I was on lunch during that time. <laughs> Dude, for uh, Alberto Del Rio and, and when he was dating Paige, they used to stay at the hotel all the time. And they would get drunk and get into fights. And one of my friends had to, he got called up because of a disturbance at the lounge. And when he goes up, sure enough, it's fucking Alberto Del Rio and Paige. And they had to send three guards to walk them up to their room. So Yo, Del, they, Del Rio, Del Rio is such a train wreck, bro. That, dude, that the funniest part is that, you know, my, the, the guys at work, they're not small guys. You know, obviously they're not professional athletes the size of Del Rio, but they're not small guys in their own respect. They're, they're security guards, you know, they're big bulk yeah. dudes. Three of them are in the elevator with him, and they said the whole time Alberto's like, I'll beat the shit out of all three of you. <laughs> like, like he's literally threatening all three of them, and they're all trying to stay calm, and they just walk into the room. But imagine having to be a guard and having to freaking confront a professional athlete. 
a drunk one. <laughs> yeah, he has too many problems, though. That's the unfortunate thing. So you want to know what his next problem is? He's fighting Tito Ortiz in an MMA fight. MMA oh. fight. Tito Ortiz about Tito to put Ortiz it on him. Put it on him. Oh, yeah. I, I don't care so, how old man. Tito Ortiz is. He's going to put it on him. Yeah. I mean, Del Rio technically has a winning record in MMA, but it's not that impressive. No, it's so not So does every all. Japanese um, uh, New Japan Pro. wrestler. They all go yeah. into freaking MMA. Nakamura has a winning record. Uh, what's the dude's name? The the time splitter. What, what, ah. His name is uh, Kushida. He has a winning record. Uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, Minoru Suzuki's a freaking Hall of Famer in MMA. But um, but yeah, man. It, I don't know, man. It's because it's his company that Combate Americas or whatever. That's that's Del Rio's company. So he wants the main event with Tito Ortiz. I don't know how if he had. I'm assuming he had the dough to pay Tito, but. You know, here's some money to whip my ass, bro, dude. <laughs> I don't know, you, man. You, no, you I think, think he really thinks he's going to beat him. I really you, think he thinks it. You don't think you'll pay him to take an L? Mm. They're like, yo, just take this ball for me. Man, it had to be a significant he, he, amount he, of He could offer him the money. I don't, I don't know if uh, Tito will accept it. No. Well, t- Tito's, I feel like Tito's retired. Tito probably won't give a shit if it's a, if it's a fair amount. Uh, I, I think I it's see that. I mean... Bob Sapp made a career of taking dives. <laughs> Dude, Bob Sapp was like the worst big man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Dude was a legit giant. And then I, I was watching fight, and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't even yeah, know how to throw a punch. Remember when he fought Ernesto Hoost? Ernesto yeah. Hoost really did whoop his ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby Lashley whipped his ass, too. You remember that? Yeah, that one's, yeah. Lashley's a big dude, though. It's believable, but I was like, mm. oh. I, I want to see Lashley go after Brock Lesnar. I'm hearing rumors about them at WrestleMania. Lashley and Lesnar? That's yeah. the they only should... match I care about for Brock. Right they should have did, did that last year, not for nothing. I think, they... I think they should do it, but I think it, in between, Drew McIntyre should take the title. Hundred percent. I think yeah, I think I they could still make a main event between Lashley and Brock without the title. And I, I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, but why do you take away the title? Why doesn't Lashley get the opportunity?" I think Lashley needs the the fight against Brock first. He, he can win the title later on sometime next year, but I think it's McIntyre's time. I felt that that's what they were trying to do when they uh, matched him up against Braun. I was like, if he gets a couple wins, legitimate wins off of Braun, and this could be the way of segueing him into fighting Brock Lesnar. Have you yeah, have you it, noticed something the, the, about about McIntyre and Braun when they're on television? They make Braun look bigger, but when they were both on the Tonight Show WrestleMania weekend, they're the same uh, height. McIntyre is actually size. taller and more muscular and bigger. It's like all around bigger. Yeah, I mean he's more he's more proportionate, bigger. I mean it's just uh, obviously Braun weighs more, but but McIntyre's just as big in terms of like you said I think height. He's taller. He looked a little bit taller too. Because remember McIntyre is like what six six. He's a big he's a big freaking yeah, dude. Big dude. And they yeah. say Braun is around six seven, but uh, you know they're pretty much the same size for the most part. I just feel like they've made Lashley and Drew lose too much since yes. they've been back. Yes, I didn't like I didn't like him losing to to um at WrestleMania to what's his face to so Roman. Out. They should have gave Drew that win easily that night, man. And oh, that one too. It, 
Here's what have been my scenario for Drew and Roman back then. You give Drew the win, and Roman's thinking to himself, can I still do it? And you yes. make a comeback story with Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he just came back from beating leukemia. But now he has to get that wrestling, you know, uh, ring skill in him back to where it was when he was world champion. So he loses a couple of matches. Big freaking deal. He's like a five-time world champion already. That's not a big deal. He's not on the come up. You know what I mean? He's still a superstar. You know what I mean? McIntyre is coming back from like a what? Five years out of WWE? Four years out of WWE? He should be pushed as a dominant beast that, you know, give him that big win at WrestleMania. It's not going to hurt either of them. It's not going to hurt Roman losing to Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? So they should have had Roman lose to him at Mania, have him lose a couple matches here and there, and then maybe give him a big run going into Rumble the year later or whatever, and then see, have him back in the main event scene. Make him, make the people care about him besides, you know, the whole, what he went through outside of the ring. You know what I mean? Because guess what? Yeah, he beat leukemia a couple months back. Guess what? People are booing him again. Okay, so... It's back to the old God that goes, let's hate Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like I said it before, I'm happy that Joe Anuahi beat cancer. But guess what? I'm still not a fan of Roman Reigns, the character. You know? I know how to differentiate my characters from the real dude. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, he's still, ooh, ah, what? Superman punch Roman Reigns. He's the same freaking guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't know. But, but I, I feel like it's, they've it's made Drew you and, and Lashley win some matches. I, they lose too much. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't mean to rant on Roman Reigns, but it just came out. <laughs> but, at um, least, but at least you acknowledge that. So other people just following whatever we, everyone else is saying. Yeah. You know, that's the majority of wrestling fans out there right now. But at least you can distinguish it, and that's what's good about it. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, they need to give those guys some momentum, man, because Bobby Lashley's music hits and the crowd is, you know, at least, at least with Drew McIntyre, he gets a reaction still. You know what I mean? He's not dead in the water. I think Bobby Lashley's dead in the water, bro. They tried to put Leo Rush with him just to get a little annoyance, little manager just to get heat. But then Leo Rush got legitimate heat in the back and he's on the freaking back burner. So now Bobby Lashley's by himself again. You know what I mean? So it's like he can't catch a break. You know, I guess they should just turn him babyface and get get it the hell over with. You know what I mean? And he could go after Brock as a babyface. I think I think what um, Booker T said recently was the best thing, where Brock, um, what's his face? Booker T was saying that um, not Brock, that Lashley was underperforming, not because he was underperforming, but he said basically that he was selling and letting other people beat him that he should be tearing apart, right? And he and that he should have been saying no at the beginning. And that when he met him, that he actually met him, he said, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You should say no. You should, you know, you should stand up for yourself. And he said, Lashley told Booker T, but, but you know, I'm doing what the management wants, so I, I think I'm just going to keep it that way. And Booker T then talks to him for like a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> so... And he used to ask uh, Booker T's wife, does he hate me? Does he hate me? And, and she explained to him what it was. And then he's like, now, you know, he's cool, whatever. They're cool. But he's like, he went back into the whole thing that Lashley should be dominating. Just like um, yeah. McIntyre. You have talent there. 
it's not being used. Yeah. You know? Yep. Well, ah, that's the WWE's frustrating. Um, <laughs> so on to NXT TakeOver Toronto, which is happening Saturday night, 8 o'clock on the – no, 7 o'clock on the WWE Network. We got first match up on the card, not counting the undercard, which is technically going to be the NXT episode for next week. Um, we have for the North American Championship triple threat match. We got Velveteen Dream defending the belt against Undisputed Era's Roderick Strong and former UK champion Pete Dunne. Who you guys got? That's going to be a good one. Oh, it's yeah. going to be a great one, and I'm going to keep Velveteen with the belt. Yeah. Velveteen's, yeah, I think he's going to stay with the title. I think it's yeah, going to be the match needs, of the night. He needs to have a long title reign. He, he needs to hold on to it. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Roddy, and, and I love Pete Dunne, but, you know. I, and I say Roddy takes the pin because I think they want to keep Pete Dunne strong. And, and I don't think it hurts Roddy taking the pin. But, no, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. So. I, I say I agree. I, I say keep it on the dream. We Not got a grudge with the with the show going national on FS1, right? You, There's no need to even bring Velveteen stars. Dream up. That when you brought that up earlier, it kind of hit me, and I was like, "Damn it, that scares me now." Because a lot of these guys are going to stay stuck in NXT. No, but it's not gonna stuck, be, dude. It's going to be top stars. Yeah, NXT. I know. Like your man, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, he said in an interview, he says, I don't want to get called up to the main roster. <laughs> he he did. He said it just that he wants to stay in NXT. And I'll tell you this, when if, I, well, if when he I didn't get injured, being, he would have been up there. Yeah, I'm sure. And I'm glad. I, I'm almost thinking like he faked that injury just to stay in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I see that there's guys that are being sent back down to me, I, I, there are times when I'm like, well, there's the promotion right there. Yeah, because yeah. they become so much better. Come on, look at Fandango and um and Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Yep, they they go back to NXT and they they outperform half the guys on the main roster. Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah, and why aren't why isn't their tag team named Febreze? Febreze? <laughs> I want to name them Febreze. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I think the spray would 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 send the cease and desist. But uh, besides, <laughs> Listen, you could make it work. Come on, dude. You could. You could. You could. <laughs> I, I just want to see Fandango change the gimmick. I think he, he has talent. If he could change the gimmick. I dude, think he came out he came out looking like he was cosplaying Dean <laughs> Dean Ambrose. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he came out with the white tank top and the blue jeans. I was like, what the hell? Yep. Yep. He got new he got tattoos. He's in good shape, man. That time of rehab, he he was working out. He's in good shape. Yeah. So when I think of that that they're bringing guys from the main roster to NXT. What I'm thinking is now it makes a lot of sense that, that uh, Sam said that they're going to Fox sports and having a two hour, two hour time slot. They're, they're beefing up the, the roster for, for, for a two hour show. You know what I mean? And why not send Apollo Cruz back down there? You know what I mean? Why yeah. not send, I, you know, they did actually. Yeah. He I had a match you... with Kushida. He had a match with Kushida. Like a couple Who of you think is behind that. You think that's really triple H? I think so. You think Triple H is like, listen, Vince, you don't want to give me control, so fuck it. I'm gonna just have my own show. Yeah, let me and keep my me... baby and just send me send me some guys. Yeah, you know I, I think I think it I think Fox is behind it. With. I really think Fox is actually behind it because Fox is interested in something a product that looks real and NXT yeah. looks real. Yeah. 
They should send these guys back down there. Um, fuck, what's the name? AOP. Uh, AOP. Oh no, yeah, AOP definitely no. But the the big group, the four man group, uh, Nikki Cross. Uh, oh, Nikki. Uh, oh yeah, Sanity. Shit. Sanity. Yeah, send Sanity back down. Damn it, man. You know, I I was so happy when Eric Young and well, well, the other guy is in NXT UK, so he's he's with Walter and that group over there. That's um, true. That's a good look for him too. Yeah, it is. That that's a sick. That that's a rugged freaking team right there. Yeah, um, I like that group. Yeah, Killian <clears throat> Dane, who's by himself in NXT, which he's gonna flounder because the, the, I mean, he he's a big dude, but he can't talk. Um, I'd say Killian Dane and Eric Young because Nikki Cross, well, at the moment she's a tag team champion with with uh, Alexa Bliss. Um, Twisted yeah, Bliss. I mean, Eric Young. You know, I, I was super happy when they got brought up because I was like, good for Eric Young. You know what I mean? He's he's older. You know, he he was another TNA lifer that I thought was stuck there the rest of his life. And, and you know, he finally made it to, no pun intended, the big show. You know what I mean? And they do nothing with him. Uh, literally nothing. Literally yeah. nothing. That was so Hell, shocked sent EC, that. Sent EC3 back to NXT. I don't think he had a big run in NXT. He was there a couple months and he was on the main roster. So he had like no run. He had like two He matches. had no run. And you know what? Uh, it saddens me to say it. Send Bobby Roode back to NXT. Send all those guys they brought up besides Nakamura or whatever. Send them all back. You know what I mean? Because they do shit with them. Bobby Roode could still... They could still do something with Bobby Roode. They just don't know what to do with him. He's so they, good. Like, I don't bro, know what, where they dropped so the ball good. on that. And he has a theme song that everybody freaking loves. He's a good heel. And they do nothing with him. Dude, <laughs> I don't understand. Was, he was so hot when he came in. Yeah. Like, it was, they just lobbed the main roster, a nice softball, right down the middle. And, and they fucked it up. Like, he they came and he was, all over it. Dude, they, they need to put him with the OC. <laughs> you know I mean? that way. I'm serious. Let him, no, let him. No, have listen, time with I, him. Got, I, I got somebody for the OC. OC gotta be Japanese guys. I don't know. Gotta be guys who can't say from... they need Shinsuke Nakamura in the OC. You put Nakamura. That's because you saw that photograph, right? You saw that photograph. But, but I was thinking of I was thinking of that beforehand. There's there's this truck driver that comes by my job to to make deliveries, and he's a wrestling fan too. He saw me with my undisputed era shirt, and he was like, "Oh, what do you think of you know they put Styles back with with those two guys, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Dude," and I mentioned the original Bullet Club how. It was a bunch of guy jeans, you know, Americans, and they had one Asian guy to to yeah. bridge the gap. They had yeah. a, a the Tokyo pimp, the little guy. Um, and I was like, they need to do that here. They need to have that one corner to go with AJ and and Gallows and Anderson. And immediately, I thought of Nakamura because he worked with them in New Japan. He knows them. He's cool with them, you know. And I was like, immediately, I was like, huh. Nakamura with and this is before they be, they renamed themselves the OC. I was like, oh, they should put Nakamura with the club or whatever. And then, uh, like you said, a couple weeks later, I see the picture and I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> it would totally help Nakamura too because his only issue has been his, the language barrier. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that team of him and Rusev was okay, but I don't, Rusev hasn't been seen since. I don't know where the hell he is. He's another one. Send Rusev back to NXT. Send Rusev to AEW. <laughs> yeah. hey, I heard Jay, who, Jay tell, tell Ghost who I think should go to AEW. Randy Orton. <laughs> yep. You know, I remember when that was the rumor, though. It was. 
I remember before the Dean talk, it was the Randy Orton talk, and I was like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Think about it. He hates all the marks. He hates the, the indie scene. He goes over there. Like he, you said, he, he could be he, the indie killer instead yeah, of the Yeah, he'd legend. be the indie killer down there. And then he meets the, um, what, what was it that um, Cody was wearing on his, whatever, attitude killer? Attitude killer. And then when everyone yes. thinks they're going to wrestle, legacy be, forms up again. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Cody, Randy, and uh, DiBiase. Oh, they could put somebody else. It, it doesn't have to be DiBiase because DiBiase uh, does, um, he does a lot of non-for-profit stuff. So I don't think he's interested in coming back. Oh, you could put Manu back with them. Be all right. yeah. <laughs> Yo, he was the wackest freaking Samoan I've ever seen in my life, bro. Yeah, he yeah. is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? You're in that family and you're that bad? Come on, wrestling's not for you, bro. It's just not. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but yeah. So after that, we have a grudge match between two women. We have Candice LeRae going up against Io Shirai. Who do you guys got? To quote Conan, when he does that thing. <laughs> the kazoo? We're yeah, doing the, the kazoo. kazoo. Yeah. That's how I feel about this match. Yeah, I guess if I got, if I got to pick somebody, I guess I'll pick Candice. Yeah, I, I love Candice. This is one Candace. of those matches where I'm going to walk away to use the bathroom or something like that. I mean, they made Io Shirai heel, and they're trying to make her like a, you know, like a evil, you know, I don't know, but... They, they they turned her heel, she turned on Candace, and now they're going to have a fight. Or whatever Are they the trying case. to do like they do with that Sue Young garbage that Impact does? Ugh. No, Impact nothing, nothing supernatural or anything like that. She's just an angry little Japanese girl. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like Sue Young. I'm like, oh, Impact oh, has... Impact to young, me has some of the Sue best... Young oh. Yeah, the Women's Federation, the Women's Division in Impact, it's horrible. Yeah, it is. It's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, just because they just turned their heel, I don't think she should lose right away. I'll go with Io Shirai. Um, the next match is for the NXT Tag Team Championship. We have the Street Profits defending against Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. I'm sorry, but I am fans of the Street Profits. All right. I like Bobby Fish, and I like Kyle O'Reilly. But recently... The promos the Street Profits have had on SmackDown and Raw. They've been pretty Raw. funny. Hysterical, dude. I haven't seen enough of them, so I'm going to be interested to see how this match is going to be. I know that. All, all you got to do is look at Crime Time from back in the day, and that's pretty much what they're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I think they're more yeah, entertaining than they're they were. They're more athletic, and they, they, I don't oh, think they've God. hit that, that stereotype of being like criminals. No. They're, more, they're very they're, street, but they're... They're, they're like the life of the party. Yeah, uh, exactly. Are they like that uh that team that was an AEW pri- private party that freaking they were good. Yeah, that that's my th- those are my guys right there. They're sort of like <laughs> a, a very souped up private party. Yeah. Private uh, party money. <laughs> yeah, they're funny, man. They they're really good and they they they're talented too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Undisputed Era have had so many titles in NXT already. I don't feel like it makes sense to take it off these even though Street Profits are technically on the main roster, so I don't know how long they're going to stay in NXT. But um, up next, we got the the women the women's 
Championship, Shayna Baszler against Mia Yim. Who do you got? Excuse me. Um, should, I, should I Conan again? I'm going to say for shock value, I'll say Mia Yim. I like Mia Yim. I'm a big fan of Mia Yim. She's real cool people. I've met her a bunch of times. She's a sweetheart. Um, she's a, yeah, she's a good worker, too. She's pretty solid. Uh, I'm kind of over Shayna Baszler already. Yeah. She but if she's a it. worker, you really think they're going to give her the title? I don't know. Not, is it not, they, in terms if, of personality, Shayna Baszler has the personality of a wet mop. So I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> She, the the only time I was excited for Shayna Baszler was when they were Ronda Rousey was on the main roster and there were talks about the four horse women. Yeah, and I really wanted to see that evolve into something. But um, no, the, now that those Ronda two other, Ronda... those two other girls are not ready though. I've seen them live for NXT house shows. Those girls are not ready. Uh, Roderick Strong's wife and 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 Jessamyn Duke they they're far they're far. I just <laughs> they, don't know. Honestly, I think out of all four of them, I think Shayna Baszler is probably the best one. In, in ring, in ring work, absolutely. But uh, Ronda Rousey still it's... needs uh, some seasoning, also. Whenever she decides to come back, this is nothing exciting. She, she hasn't done anything exciting, so yeah. And then the main event, two out of three falls, NXT heavyweight title, Adam Cole defends against Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano. Who you got? This is we, tough, didn't man. Didn't we see this a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> but I like the match, but it's like, okay, I don't know. Are they going for feud of the year in Pro Wrestling Illustrated or something? <laughs> man, I don't know, man. I, I, I'll keep it with Adam Cole. I rather I rather Adam Cole if, they, if it's true, if they're gonna go to FS FS one in two months. I think Adam Cole should be your champion when you go national. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. I like Adam Cole. I, I like both these guys, so honestly, I don't really care who wins. But uh, using that logic, yeah, then I would definitely go with Adam Cole. Absolutely. And the the undercard for this for this card that will be aired on the next NXT, rumors are it's gonna be Matt Riddle against Killian Dane. We're gonna have Bree Zango versus the Forgotten Sons, and the finals of the Upstart Tournament. You have Jordan Miles, who is formerly known as ACH, will go against Cameron Grimes, formerly known as Trevor Lee. So, yeah, uh, I don't know what type of push they're planning to give Killian Dane, but uh. I always root for Matt Riddle. I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. Um, I, I I guess I'll pick ACH over Trevor Lee if they're really trying to push this, you know, push this dude. ACH does a lot of crazy stuff in the ring. Um, Breezango, I think, I mean, just to keep the crowd happy, they'll probably have to beat the forget, Forgotten Sons. But uh, my question is, how do you guys feel about the other TNA original Gunner, a.k.a. Jackson Riker? How you guys think he's doing so far? Oh, I forgot that Gunner's there. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen so much of NXT. I actually watched more of the NXT UK than I have the the NXT America. So it's just like the UK um, show is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I still don't know who the hell is who, but <laughs> <laughs> but I but I'm like oh oh he's pretty good. 
Um, I also watched that uh, uh, Wow World of World of Sport W O S. Oh yeah, uh, World of Sport. Yeah. 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 I also watch that sometimes, but um, the whole thing is uh, I don't know. Um, I I was expecting more from Gunner, but I haven't seen much. So. I mean, like, they're I pushing he him there. like he's a. They're pushing him like he's a big deal. Like he's the leader of this little group, like this backwoods type group that they got going on with uh, uh, a Bl- Blake, who used to team with Buddy Murphy, Blake and Murphy. You got Blake and some other dude. I forgot his name. Uh, Steve yeah, but Cutler. He's not on the pay per view was... card. We saw. No, no, he's on the undercard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of it's it, it, it's kind of time to put him in. You know, the last time I. The last true time I saw him was when he had the briefcase, the Feast of Famine. You know? So... <laughs> Feast of Famine, damn. <laughs> well, speaking of that, where the hell is Keith Lee? Yeah, I, don't, got... I haven't seen him either. He's sitting on the bench in NXT. That's not a good look, man. Is he injured, maybe? Who knows? No. <laughs> He's definitely not injured. I don't oh. know. He was... Ah. I don't know. It's a shame when you can't make it to the NXT card, but but whatever. Um, <laughs> so after that, obviously it's the the show of shows for this weekend. We got SummerSlam, um, a bunch of freaking matches. So you know this one's gonna be easily about like four hours easy. <laughs> uh, I so, miss the three hour shows. I miss the two hour shows. <laughs> I, I, and not for none, if you count the pre show, you add another two hours to it. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, long. so far, this is what they got. We got Shinsuke Nakamura defending the IC title against, I, I, I'm so used to calling him Mustafa Ali, but whatever. So, Nakamura versus Ali. Who do you guys got? I hope they keep it on Nakamura. Yeah, I think they'll have to keep it with Nakamura. Yeah. Especially, he just freaking beat Balor for it. I don't see him dropping to Ali, even though they are trying to push the kid, but I don't see Nakamura losing it either. Got the 205 Live Cruiserweight title. Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorkin. Who you guys got? <laughs> Do I I'm not smell really a... excited about that match. I'm like, ah. Do I smell a kazoo? Do I... Yep. <laughs> in, in, the, in the words of the great Conan. <laughs> I mean, Drew Gulak is a good technical wrestler. He's, he's all right. Oni Lorkin. I think they're going to try to move him away from it. I think he's going to lose the title because I... After that whole thing on Tuesday, when I saw that um, at the end of the show where he uh, outed Daniel Bryan, yeah, he yeah. was in the locker room. I think oh no, no, that was that was that was that was Buddy Murphy. Oh, that was Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always confuse the two. <laughs> that was, they they look kind of alike. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, but yeah. Uh, I mean, Buddy Murphy was a rumored guy to face Roman Reigns. I, mean, I thought it was pretty funny that they had him. You know, out out uh, Rowan and and Daniel Bryan and all that. We'll get it to them in a second. And then here's the third match on the card: Dolph Ziggler and Goldberg. What do y'all think about that? I'm looking forward to those two to five minutes. <laughs> oh man, two to five minutes. That's all they need. They don't need much time. No. Well, Goldberg puts in a solid five, and I think that'll be match of the night. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I believe so. Listen, man, and and I feel like the match he had with Lesnar at Mania two years ago was a good match. Yeah, it was five minutes. It was perfect. It was a perfect perfect. Ended perfectly. It it had that shock value because I wasn't expecting that that, that win. 
But he not needs- every not every fight has to be sixty minute broways. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, but the indie cards think everything has to be. It's like, and I ooh. thought it was pretty cool how they hooked it up. Like everybody, everybody thought it was gonna be Dolphin Miz, and I was like, ugh, I don't want to see that. <laughs> and then they teased that it was gonna be Dolphin and Michaels, and I was like, okay, we could, that that could be something. And then you know when they did the contract signing, and all of a sudden it was Goldberg, and I was like, huh, all right. Because the thing is, I know the match that he had with Taker in, in Saudi Arabia was an abomination. But, <laughs> but the thing is, a lot of I feel a lot of people give Goldberg too much blame. I it's, I think they both have equal blame for that match being a complete shit fest. And Goldberg yeah. concussed himself, and and he was useless for the rest of the match. Then Taker dropped him on his neck. I was like, oh my god, like you're trying to kill him. Yeah, you know I mean, Taker should have been more sympathetic to that, considering he concussed himself against Lesnar at that Mania, and that match turned into a complete shit. You know what I mean? So I think people give Goldberg a little too much flack for that match. But like you said, you got to remember, this is a guy who averaged three minutes a match. And you want to put him with Taker for 15 minutes? That's Now? No, that, that's not going to work. Whoever, th- what did they think that was going to be? They Besides thought total that block. the Arab money was great. So they thought, yeah. let's make it 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because the Prince... He, he needs it, too. I tell you what, Undertaker in that last match he had, that tag match with Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's the best taker I've seen in a long time. That's the best taker I've seen since he wrestled Punk at Mania. That's the best taker since then. I was shocked how good he looked. Yeah. Yeah. And not for nothing, like, I think Goldberg is going gonna, is gonna to surprise a lot of people. You want to know why? Dolph Ziggler is going to bump his ass off for him. That's oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is what he needed. He needed somebody that he can throw around, make his moves, yes. who he can pick up with no problem. Who do you think is going to win? Goldberg. 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 I don't think they're going to have Ziggler, Ziggler beat him. What if they let Z- Ziggler steal it? My thing is, what if Goldberg goes for a steal and Ziggler super kicks him right in the face and knocks him out? <laughs> I don't know, man. It'll be interesting if Ziggler gets the win because he's now playing the pseudo-legend-killer-type gimmick that Randy Orton did a few years back. I was going to say, if he continues with this shit, Randy Orton better come out and just RKO the shit out of him. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen. Or what if Michaels is Ziggler's next opponent? I don't think Michaels will come out of retirement. Nah, me neither. I mean, he had a terrible match in Saudi Arabia, too. <laughs> That tag match and what's the common denominator? The Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) And it's age. Yeah. You can't put these old guys against each other. You got to give them at least one young buck. Yes. Yes. Honestly, Taker's gonna have a one-on-one match next. They should give him Elias. Or I don't know, Drew McIntyre. He wants to wrestle Drew. If they give him Drew, I I I would have to. And I love Undertaker, but Drew would have to murder this guy. Yes, I agree. Put him out of his, put him out of his misery. Dude, I like a legitimate retirement match for Taker. Give it to Drew. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. boo. Like, I could really see Drew McIntyre just beating the shit out of Taker to the point where... It's, <laughs> it's where like he, the, like, tries to do the, the, the sit-up and he's struggling and he just faints. <laughs> Wait, he says a Claiborne the, kick right there. Yeah, as he's starting to kip up, yep. That's a good moment. Oh, so after that, we got 
Finn uh, Balor against The Fiend. The first, Fiend. First Ray the, Wyatt. I think it's going to be a squash match. The Fiend is my new favorite character. <laughs> I think they're going to do a squash. I think uh, Bray Wyatt's going to squash him. I believe so, too. Like that's the only way to do it. Yeah. They need to keep that Fiend character untouchable for now. You got to keep it mysterious. And I feel like if yeah. you see him in the ring for too long, it's going to take the mystique away from the look. It's gonna, you're going to yeah. see Bray Wyatt. You're not going to see the Fiend. I was just about to say, at the end of the day, it's Bray Wyatt under a mask. Let's mm. be... Let's be <laughs> I don't think he's changed any of his ring... Uh, abilities since uh, since the last Yo, time we saw him. Mankind was He's Cactus Jack in a mask and we still were like, Cactus Jack is great! <laughs> First of all, he just added a new move to his repertoire. Yeah, the Mandible Claw. The Mandible Claw is amazing. <laughs> it's never been a good move, but I don't know, for some reason it looks legal. Now, the thing is, I thought he only did that to Foley because remember, when he attacked Balor, he hit him with Sister Abigail, first off. Then when he attacked Foley, I thought it was just a jab at Foley or Foley can't take a bump. So I figured, you know, the best thing to do is demand the move. But then he did it to Angle, too. And I was like, hmm, he did it two weeks in a row. But Angle can't really take a bump either. So I figured he's only doing the cloth to some old guys or is that the move he's going to do against Balor? I don't so know. It's a little confusing because I don't really know story-wise where they're going with this. Like, I understood him having unfinished business with Finn Balor because their, their feud got cut short the last time. I could even see this, the, you know, evolving into a, the Fiend versus the Demon situation later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But with these other guys, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, let's, all right, let's say he's, he does squash Finn. The only option he has now is for Finn to come back as the Demon. What happens then? Do you give the demon continue his undefeated streak, or do you give the fiend the win? And then if Bray does win, where do you go from there with him? Yeah, the, I, 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 I feel the demon has to has to lose because, I mean, he's undefeated technically in WWE as the demon. Yeah, but we got remember the demon lost in NXT. No, yeah, I remember that. But like, he lost to Samoa Joe. He lost to uh, who else? I, I want to say he lost to one more guy after that, but that's that. You you guys are answering the questions there. Next person could be Samoa Joe after he beats the demon. He could well, be you know like, Samoa I... Joe. Samoa Joe's turning babyface. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, he could be teaming with Roman Reigns. That's a that's a that's a little side thing that they got going on. It could be Joe and Reigns against Brian and Rowan that night, which is Why weird. Rowan be the one driving the car. You know, I'm still keeping my hopes up that the Wyatts reunite, even if, it, <laughs> even if it's on, it's under some new look. Like it's, not it's for something. none. I was if they were thinking Rowan, I would have preferred Luke Harper to drive the car. Me too. Me Where too. the hell is Luke Harper? <laughs> He's yeah. still hoping for his release. Yeah, man. How crazy is that? They got him. They got him in in, in dungeon. They got him in solitary. Vince McMahon was like, oh, you want to leave? Nah, we're going to keep you hostage for nine months. Shit. That's like the military. <laughs> when people want to leave, they keep them there. Dude, I wouldn't even be mad if during that fight, if they even make the arena dark and just put like a spotlight in the ring. Yeah. For that, for that match with Finn and, and The Fiend. Just because I don't know. I feel like you you lose the mystique right away when you, you're watching him for too long. Yeah. 
So you wanted like a Sin Cara match when he used to come out and fight in the red and the blue? <laughs> yeah, man. Give me Or Kane when he first came out, he just fought in red light. It was just red light. Listen, he's all about the theatrics, so you gotta do something. Yeah, you gotta yeah, it can't be a regular match. You but I don't want it to be like a Bray Wyatt match when you have LED worms in the middle of the ring either. No, 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 no. I think that's a little too over the top. I think he... That was terrible. That, that was so confusing. And they did that at Mania. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? with that shit? Do it at a house show. Yeah. Don't do that shit at the biggest pay-per-view of the year. Yo, and you know, I think they have a draft after SummerSlam. Can you imagine if, like, the Mr. Rogers version of Bray Wyatt gets drafted to SmackDown, but the Fiend get drafted to Raw? <laughs> that would How be, crazy would that be? That would be dope. If he fights on the both gimmicks? Yeah, I don't see why not. He's a face as one as a, and a heel as another. And a heel as the other? What if he has to fight himself? <laughs> Cactus Jack did that. He Remember? did. He was do love, Cactus Jack, and Mankind. And Mankind was the heel. Do love was the face. And they were all in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and, and Cactus yeah. Jack was, I don't give a crap about nothing. Oh, Dude, man. for a long time, I was also thinking that Nikki Cross was going to finally fucking turn into Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail, yeah. You remember when Bray was actually Sister Abigail? Yeah. We, that was bad, too. Nah, you know what? I thought it had potential to go somewhere. Yeah. I, maybe not with the with the look, because they kind of made the a fish With the fishnet over his face? Yeah, that was kind of stupid, but I did like the whole voice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting. Because he's the voice of Sister Abigail at, in the Funhouse promos. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. He's the voice of all of them, actually. So Of all the puppets. Yeah, which one of the theories was that the whole Funhouse is actually a look into his mind. Like, everything yeah. you see in the Funhouse, that's all in his mind. Oh, I love the character, bro. The whole, he's Mr. Rogers one second, and then he just turned the switch, and then all of a sudden he's this monster demon thing or whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's you dope. The, the transformation of the Bray Wyatt character over the years has been pretty cool. I, he's been one of my favorites. It's just, eh, he's another one that just always used to lose. So he used to lose. They would push him and then bring him back. Push him, bring him back. Push him, and, and you know, you lose faith in a guy like that. You know what I mean? But him being away for a while, and then this crazy character comes out. It, it totally, he totally reinvented himself. To think that this used to be so. Huston Paris. <laughs> Hello. We got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. I'm I'm not excited about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shane McMahon, nah, I, I don't give a crap about Shane McMahon. And if Kevin Owens loses, he has to leave WWE. I hate when they have stipulations like that because then you you know who's gonna win. Who's gonna win? Yeah, exactly. How do y'all feel about them pushing Kevin Owens as like a new Steve Austin type? I'm down. He's, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. I'm still on the fence. Because they, they, they went too fast. They went from, from face to heel to face again. 
all in like weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was too fast. It just shows they really didn't know. They really didn't know what to do with him at that point. Yeah. Every man's man. Then Kofi's uh, opponent. Now. He was a member of New Day. Yeah. (laughs) Too many ups and downs too fast. Yeah. And now he's this pseudo, you know, against authority figure and giving stone cold stunners to everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's he's a good wrestler and everything, and and he is a main eventer. But I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still a little bit, especially Shane McMahon were to win, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that's right. I feel like Shane McMahon, if he's gonna wrestle, just have that one match at Mania every year, but don't wrestle during the year. Yeah, like I don't want to see you all the time like that. Nah, just jump off of something high. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just just attempt to kill yourself during these matches and get it. That's that's who you are right now. now. After that, for the United States title, we got AJ Styles and Ricochet. Who do you got? I think AJ keeps it. Yeah, yeah. I see that. <clears throat> I go with AJ. Got the whole Especially OC. since uh since the OC guys don't have a match, which is a travesty, but yeah. <laughs> I definitely see AJ keeping that and a very good Eight-minute high-flying match. <laughs> I think they still have because I don't think does New Day even have a match. No, mm, not to my knowledge. Nope. There's no tag team championship matches scheduled for SummerSlam, so they got to do something. And they had their women's tag team match that they had scheduled for SummerSlam, and they did it on Raw. So that yeah, wild. that is crazy, but. They had to take them out so they could make room for Trish Stratus, who's wrestling Charlotte next. (laughs) I don't know. That actually might be good. I don't know, man. I have a thing with Trish Stratus. Now, they gave her all those title reigns, and it gives us a little bit of revisionist history about her. For me, Trish Stratus wasn't really that good. I feel like she got good later, and when she finally was getting good, she quit. So for me, I'm like, okay, yeah, you had good matches with Lita. I felt Lita was better than her, but but she had good matches with Lita. But let's be real. Her first maybe four years in the company, she was nothing but eye candy. Nothing but eye candy. So they were like, you know what? She's so popular. Let's actually really train her to wrestle. So in her prime... She was green as shit in her prime. You know what I mean? And then when she finally hit her stride, like 2006, 2005, around that time, her last match was in 2006. (laughs) So my thing is, we have this revisionist history. Trish Stratus was one of the greatest women wrestlers of all time. No, she wasn't. Not even close. At least to me. I agree with you. I agree with you. But don't you see... For a little bit, can't you see that this would be like Lita and her, and Lita and her having a match? Oh, I think Charlotte is above both of them by leaps and bounds. And so that's what Char- I think Charlotte will definitely give too. her a great get. The match will be fine. I think the match will be okay. I would prefer Charlotte against Lita. Yeah, but even though right now I think Trish is in way better shape than Lita is, so that's why I think at this point in time I think Trish was the better option than Lita for right now. Because 
yeah, Lita could pull off maybe a moonsault here and there, but her hits are gonna look weak. Like she she trips and falls over herself. So I, I don't know. Maybe but, Gail Kim should have came. Gail Kim, Charlotte Flair. <laughs> if Gail Kim would have came, she would have pinned herself just to get out of there. Um, <laughs> you know what worried me about Trish Stratus was what I saw this past week. I don't know if it was on SmackDown or Raw. Uh, she was in a tag team match. Yeah, I think it was on Raw. She didn't even throw a punch. She didn't tag in at all. No, she never. Mm-hmm. Oh, then this is going to be a train wreck then. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know because I didn't see all of SmackDown. Yeah, bro. I saw only parts of Raw. On I Raw, it was it was Trish and Natty going up against Bailey and Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. Bailey and Charlotte were getting at Natty the whole match. Boom, 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 boom. And you know, usually when that happens, you'll get the hot tag to the to the to the partner. Yeah. Trish Trish never tagged in. Never. Wow. If anything, she came in after the match and Natty dropped her on her ass after the match. The only thing she did was I think Charlotte went for like a cheap shot in the corner, you know, where they tried And she to jumped off the apron. She jumped off the apron. She stood down <laughs> for a good sixty seconds. She stood like just looking up at her. While Natty was getting her ass kicked. While Natty's still getting her ass kicked, she didn't slide in to try to help out or distract. She just stood there. And then when she finally came in, she didn't do anything but just act like she was trying to get into the ring. And then <laughs> Brie got distracted and, like, pushed her out. And then that was the end of the match. Wow. Yeah. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I mean, she I highly looked- doubt... She looked great. Trish Stratus gets the win. She oh, don't get it twisted. That's that's a fine woman, man. She's always been, and no, she's in great shape now. That's what I mean. That she looks fit. You know, obviously she, she's attractive, but I mean she just looks. She looks like she's been training. Yeah, she looks in great shape. Yeah. I don't know what she's gonna do in the ring because it just looked like she didn't want to be there. I'll tell you this. He's uh, a check. I think they'll. I don't know if they'll buy some weird roll up or some bullcrap like that, they'll give Trish the win. She'll probably get dominated the whole match and eke out a win. But I'm going to go for Charlotte just for the hell of it. You and can't, can you believe Charlotte is a nine-time champion already? Unfreaking real. Of course, dude. Unfreaking real. She's going to pass her dad's record in, in three years. In like two weeks. Unbelievable. <laughs> How they pass those belts around like freaking hotcakes, bro. Dude. The twenty four seven title. Come on, man. You know truth is the next. Truth is the next. Yo. <laughs> Many times has he won it already? I think they said truth is a ten time twenty four seven champion. He's at ten already. However, yeah. here's a weird bit of trivia: Raven is a thirty time hardcore champion in WWF. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I don't know, man. I would have never guessed that. Wasn't it uh, Jerry Lawler's like 144-time world champion or something like that? If you look up Jerry Lawler's record, he's like a 75-time heavyweight champion. Yeah, I think it's like a total of combined (laughs) of all the little promotions he's been in. Yep. It's crazy. 75-time world champion. (laughs) People mention Ric Flair and Cena, but in reality, Lawler has the most title wins of any wrestler ever in history. And Ric Flair won more than 16 times. He won Texas, yeah, he you know, like 25 or 30. Yeah, he yeah, he's up there. He's up there. It's just 16 recognized like WWE and WCW, but he has way more than that. Um, 
And then the the female matches just keep coming. We got Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Title against Ember Moon. It actually looks boring, which it's sad to say, because Bailey, one of the best wrestling matches between women that I saw was Bailey and Oscar in NXT. That and was good. Yep. Other than that, I just haven't match. seen that. Well, on the main roster, no, Bailey has not. You know, had any of those? She hasn't had a Bailey Sasha match that I was actually there live for for that first Brooklyn show. Um, and then she had the Iron Man match with Sasha, Iron Woman match with Sasha. That was good too. And then, like you said, the match with Oscar. But then the main roster, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Ember Moon just to have a new face as a champion. Um, and I think Ember Moon is really good. I, she reminds me of a of of Mickey James, like you know, kind of short, kind of stocky. Well, when Mickey was younger, exactly and, uh, the the exact same type of body, yeah, just Dang. real thick, real short, and she could jump, you know. So I don't know. I'll go with Ember just yeah. for the heck of it. I'm glad you said that because I used to think about that all the time. She she walks like her, she stands like her. Yep. Um, she just I think a lot more athletic. But yeah, yeah. I wanna, oh yeah, number two, only because I'm not a fan of Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best women's match I've seen was when Natty went down to NXT to fight Charlotte. That was good. And then they had, I think she had Brett in her corner, and and Charlotte had Rick in her corner. Yeah, yeah, that was a good match. Well, speaking of Natty, the next match is Becky Lynch, the man. <laughs> Defending the Raw Women's Title against Natty Natty Nighthot. What do y'all think? Uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they yeah. want to on Natty again. Yeah, I, I think Natty's past her time. Not I only think that, they passed Natty's time like six years ago. To be honest with you, I I think Becky Becky got a lot of respect for um uh when this guy just looked at her when she tried to hit him and he's like whatever and he just threw it through the thing. <laughs> I think the company's like, oh, thanks for taking that bump and making it showing realism. So we'll keep you champion. I just think Vince hates giving people title wins in their hometown or their home country. Oh yeah. Like if Brent you go Arm, to your Brent if Arm you go to your home country, you're getting you you're not winning. So just uh, oh, remember Davy Boy? That was bad. Was yeah. Davy Boy and, and and Brett ended up winning and everyone was like, What? <laughs> and then I think uh they had they had Bulldog wrestled Sean in 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 uh I think it was like oh uh, in your house pay per view from back in the day yeah. I think it was called Beware of Dog or some bullshit like that yeah and um it, it was in the UK it was in the UK and Shawn Michaels won the match <laughs> oh yeah it was Shawn Michaels because this guy lost um the Intercontinental yeah, he, he actually yeah he beat Brett at uh at Wembley Stadium uh for SummerSlam which is probably one of the best SummerSlam matches. I'll tell you this. I think my two favorite SummerSlam matches, besides maybe TLC, I pick I pick Brett versus Davey at Wembley Stadium. And, and the year before that, I put Brett and uh, Mr. Perfect from, from when Brett won the IC title. That, that was a really good match, too. That was a good match. And then co-main event, Kofi Kingston. Uh, <laughs> 
Kofi Kingston defending the WWE title. And it still feels weird to me saying Kofi Kingston defending the WWE title against Randy Orton. What do y'all think? This is the match that's going to tell you if Kofi's going to lose next month or if he's going to retain. It depends on how he performs here. Randy Orton's I mean, the real I, test. I mean, I, I think Kofi could perform because they had matches before. They had a few back in the day when Kofi was still younger, and they put on pretty good matches. Um, and Randy Orton is just, you know, he's so solid in the ring. He, it's hard for him to have a real bad match unless he really doesn't give a shit. Because, you know, the, there's there's times in the year when Randy Orton really doesn't care, and then he turns it oh. on later. Yeah. So if Randy Orton decides to turn it on, it's going to be a good match. Randy Orton turned it on at WrestleMania, and no one saw it because the stupid light was in the way and bad camera. <laughs> he turned it on with AJ. Him and AJ. Him and AJ had a good match. I, I saw the, I saw it, but people were saying that the light was in the way, and I was like, I thought it was a good match. Yeah. It's a main event caliber match. But, yeah, I think this is what's going to determine if Kofi's going to keep the title. Because, if, it, like you said, Randy's always solid. Randy's a real champion. So this is going to put Kofi over or kill his reign. What do you think, Ghost? I'm actually just absorbing everything you guys are saying. I really, I, I don't know. Because uh, like I like Kofi, but at the same time, I'm not really a fan of his uh, title run. Yeah. Um. But he's he's entertaining. He's good in the ring. I know it's going to be a good... The only thing I, I definitely can guarantee is that I know it's going to be a good match. Yeah. I think that the, the Randy's, Randy's just Randy. Randy's a Hall of Famer. He's a... I don't think he's going to win, though, but definitely going to be a good match. I think, I think Randy, he's a weird... It's weird because out of that whole, like... 2003 class of OVW that came into WWE, he's the only full-time guy left. Like, Cena, Lesnar, Batista, Shelton Benjamin, like, Charlie Haas, all those guys that came from that era. Randy Orton is still here. Every freaking week, we see see Randy Orton. Because he's the one that hasn't gotten hurt. Because Shelton Benjamin's consistently hurt. Brock Lesnar has UFC and other obligations and football, and he did all those other things, right? Batista yeah. is a Hollywood guy now. And yeah. then John Cena is a Hollywood and a network television guy now and movie star. Yeah. And, and the only reason Randy Orton is still there is because, let's be real, the mainstream would love to see him go over. Look at how TMZ loves Randy Orton. Yeah. You know what I mean? TMZ gives Even him the though- same... Truth I feel is. he's he, I feel he's too robotic to be an actor though. Like I don't think he has charisma, but he doesn't have charisma that it will portray to all audiences. You he know what I mean? He could do something else. It doesn't even yeah. need to be that he could that he needs to act. Maybe he does. Because look at Cena. Cena, Cena could be serious, but he could be a big ass goof for the kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Batista has an all around personality. Randy Orton's very, uh, uh, very dry. Did you see the Twitter video that his wife? He's at the, he's at the, at the water by the beach. She gave him an RKO, right? (laughs) She just ran up behind him and jumped and gave him an RKO. That was pretty funny. His his wife seems very cool and very, you know, you know. I think her, 
I think she's best friends with like uh, Kurt Angle's wife, I think, and they always hanging out and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, man. And Ghost kind of answered the question that I was gonna ask him already <laughs> when he when he was like he wasn't a fan of Kofi's title reign. I was gonna say, and I I think Sam, I asked you this before too, mm-hmm. but but I'll just bring it up one more time. Now that supposedly everybody got what they supposedly wanted with Seth Rollins after WrestleMania with Seth, Kofi, Becky, and supposedly what they were saying is that they've gotten the lowest ratings of any champions ever. Yeah. Like, is it their fault or is it the fans' fault? Like, now that everybody supposedly got what they wanted, are they regretting it right now? Well, I think it's a mixture of things, man. It's not just it's not just who wins and who loses. It's it's the way it's presented. Plus, you also have a lot of other companies that we that you're paying attention to now. Um, you know, it it sucks when Seth is champion, and then he's doing a fucking program with Baron Corbin, and it's the only guy who he's fighting for like three months. Yeah, like how many times can we see that match? And like. You got to mix it up. You can't keep giving me the same two guys over and over and over again. Especially- and done, I think it hurt him putting Becky in that storyline. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I agree. That that storyline only benefited, honestly, one person. And it wasn't even Becky. It was it, Lacey Evans. It was Lacey Evans. <laughs> that only benefited her because it put her in the spotlight. It, yep. it showed that she could be in front of the camera, that she could take a hold of the mic. As she yep. could be in a main event position. And not for none. I like Lacey. I think she's I, good. I do too. I think she's still a little, she kind of fucks up every once in a while. She's definitely still green for but, sure. Uh, but I think she's good. I think she got it. Yeah, I think so. I think you give her like another year and she's a solid women's champion. She's going to be a great baby face one day just because of her military background. Yeah, for sure. Even though I prefer her as a heel, but I yeah, being a face. Like when the first when she first came out as the Southern Belle thing, I was kind of like, eh, oh no, here comes a cheesy gimmick. But she does it good. <laughs> like she 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 you know she took it in and and she's really going with it. You know she does the silly voice from back in like the fifties or forties or whatever, real Southern hick type voice and stuff like oh dear oh golly blah 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 like she does it good you know (laughs) she does it really good and she's not bad in the ring like you said she you know she bobbles here and there but and that little punch that she does it it looks like it connects like it doesn't look like it misses or anything like that she looks like she lays it a few times it looked like she really connected that shit (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and now i mean I think, honestly, uh, I don't think Becky could get any more popular than what she is right now. I don't think she could get any more higher. You know what I mean? I think she reached her ceiling with this man gimmick. And, uh, you know, I mean, they got her on the cover of the new 2K. You know, they're, they're really pushing her as the quasi face of the company. And I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I think she's plateaued in terms of popularity. And overall... And not just wrestling. I just think there's too much. There's too much wrestling going on right now. Yeah. I don't know who really wants to spend three hours on a Monday night watching Monday Night Raw. So I can understand why the ratings are so low. Like, I personally watch 
Raw through Hulu. Yes. And mm-hmm. even then, I'm, I'm sort of fast-forwarding through stuff because even on Hulu, which is an hour and a half, you're literally giving me about 45 minutes of just people talking. Yep. Like, I don't want to hear as much as I like the guy. I don't want to hear Paul Heyman talk about Brock Lesnar for 25 minutes. Yeah, especially when it's been the same promo since 2012. It's the exact same thing. Like, all right, we know who he is. We know what he can do. Just yeah. have him fight somebody. Like, I'm so over this dude. Um, and the crazy thing is, Brock can cut a promo, which is always fascinating to me. I guess he really doesn't want to talk, but... I was when... pissed off at the fact that they took away the damn dancing. Oh, that was awesome, bro. When he came out with the with the Brock box or whatever the hell they were calling it. <laughs> you know why? You know why, right? Because somebody on social media got angry and expressed that anger. Then that created outrage. And then people were like, oh, it's disrespectful to wrestling. It wasn't. It was the... Oh, come on. Dude, yes, that's I, exactly I, what happened. I thought For it was me, good. it showed him as entertaining like he was when he feuded with Eddie Guerrero. With Eddie, and he came out with the sombrero and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was funny shit. Yeah. But people get offended by everything. It's like it messes up everything. That's why it, they're plateauing. Because you can't satisfy everyone. You just can't. Yeah. The, the Kofi thing I get. Because the Kofi thing exploded a pop in the stadium. But I thought, honestly, he was going to lose the title like Rey Mysterio did a month later. Huh. It's kept him over than I thought. And and honestly, I think that the reason they still have the title on him is still because of that same mentality of we can't have him lose it right away because then people are going to know we only did this to please a certain type of fan. Yeah, I agree. We only did this. They're going to be like, oh, you only did this to please the black audience. And then now that, that you gave it to him... You, it's, you it's, it's not even the black audience. It's, it's, a, it's a, the same audience that, that's going to pull for AEW is the same audience that they're, they're pleasing. And what's going to happen is you can have that, that fan base of like 100K people who are going to always be watching, but you're going to drive away the millions of people that actually you want to draw in on a, on a network television. Because all you're doing is you're only appealing to that group of people, that segment, that 1%, that 10%. And that's what WWE is doing right now. And anytime you do that, you lose money. Yeah. Yeah, I figured he was going to be a transitional champion. I actually thought that. But, you know, giving him a few months of a title reign. Now, my question is, if 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 he keeps it over Randy, if he beats Randy, who, I mean, who on SmackDown, unless they do a draft and they bring some huge names from Raw, on the SmackDown roster as it's constructed right now, if not Daniel Bryan, if not Randy Orton, if not Samoa Joe, who he, oh, if not for Kevin Owens, they're making Kofi Kingston look untouchable when it hasn't been that way for the past 11, 12 years that he's been there. All of a sudden, he's, he's unbeatable. You know what I mean? He's been beating everybody. Yeah, man. I'm like, sure. Okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know what? I honestly thought... I honestly, Not believable. A month ago when, when Brock had the money in the bank, I thought Brock was going to cash in on Kofi. I thought so, too. I thought that, that he was going to switch from the universal to the heavyweight. Yeah. Just, and just, my thought process was, 
maybe for the Fox deal, they want SmackDown to have a, a legitimate star name as world champion for ratings or whatever, and Brock does it. But, you know, they, they went back and he killed Rollins and he took it from Rollins. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, just gun to my head, I'll say Kofi keeps it. But at this point, like I said, if he beat everybody I, already, I, I think, don't know. I think he could still fight anybody because don't the champions have the like the wild card? Because I see this guy on SmackDown, he's on Raw. Yeah, they do that stupid wild card rule, which is which is why it was very silly for them to to switch the brands because all they did was if, to be technical, they just sent all the mid carters and curtain jerkers to a to a show, and all the main players are just shuffling back and forth. So it's like that was I, weird. I say give the title to Drew. Yeah, he's yeah. technically on the SmackDown roster. He'll, he'll, I say he'll be the guy. Yeah, yeah. I say keep him away. You know he's not gonna go up against Brock. They're not gonna want to do that right now. So just give him, give him coffee's belt. Yeah. Or maybe if the Mister Ro- Mister Rogers version of Bray Wyatt goes over there, I say give him the belt. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind to see him the champ, even though I think that would be a weird matchup. Yeah, what? He'd be like, hey, Mr. Kofi, <laughs> want to hurt me? No, play with my puppet. I was like, I don't know, man. It's some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then from there, we got the main event, WrestleMania rematch, universal title, Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. I don't see Lesnar taking another fall clean from Seth Rollins. Ah. No. I don't know. I, I think Brock is going to keep it. Yeah. I, think I so want this, honestly, to be the last match between Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. I agree. I'm tired of seeing this matchup. Not for nothing. If they do have a draft after SummerSlam, I say send Seth Rollins' ass to SmackDown. Yeah, I'm down with that. Just to be fresh, like give him a fresh roster, fresh show, you know. Um, supposedly they're bringing back the fist back from back in the day for the stage. Oh, really? Yeah. Pretty cool. Supposedly there's rumors going around they're gonna bring back that fist <laughs> instead of the just the generic just Titantron and, and entrance to the ring. Yeah. You, know? you want the ratings to come back up? You bring the rock back and you have him beat Brock Lesnar for the world title. <laughs> That's probably what they're gonna do on the first show, so probably gonna bring him back, get some ratings up, then it's gonna go down again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause the rock gotta go do another fast furious movie and then he'll be out for nine months. It'll be worse than if Lesnar was the champion. <laughs> but the rock is so busy, my man is doing everything, bro. He's He's a workaholic, dude. He, oh, yeah. It's like if he's broke, he needs to make all his money. He, he just—he's just a constant grinder, constant dude, grinder. Dude, he makes just, seven movies a year. He just invested in a fucking water company. <laughs> Sheesh, man. He got movies. He got. He has the TV show Ballers. Yep, for HBO. Yep. He got partnership with Under Armour. That does everything. Yeah, he got his own sneakers, he got shirts, he got hoodies, workout gear, he's all over the place. Got headphones. Yep. And then, supposedly, these are the rumored possible matches for SummerSlam. I mentioned before, there's a possibility of Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan as a singles match. 
or Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe in a tag match against Brian and Rowan. What would you guys rather? And if it does either or happen, who do you guys see coming out on top? Tag match. Yeah, rather than tag match. Yeah, I would like not to see Daniel Bryan get squashed by Roman Reigns in one-on-one. <laughs> yeah. really, they, I hope they really are going somewhere with this Rowan driving the car situation. Well, he could do like Rikishi and said, uh, instead of I did it for The Rock, I did it for Daniel. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I did it for Daniel. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird storyline. When it was when it was the first incident, honestly, I wanted it to be Bray. Yeah. But then the car, I was like, nah, that's not gonna be Bray. I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, there's nothing supernatural about driving a jeep or a forklift. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it threw me off that it was Roman. And then they, even the reaction, like they just showed them in the ring, just standing there. Yeah, Daniel Bryan looked really confused, and Rowan is just like, "Yeah, I did it." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, freaking! I always figured that that was just a weird makeshift team to put together. Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. I was like, "That's weird." Yeah, they were part but, of the man. Yeah, they were part of. Yeah, uh, Bryan was a Wyatt for a little bit, so that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. And then maybe they'll have another Alistair Black, Sami Zayn match, maybe. And then maybe another women's tag match, title match. I don't know. But those are rumors going around. Um, I was surprised if Alistair Black is injured. I was watching that fight with Sami Zayn. And not only did he look like he was limping to the ring, there was a couple times when he did that backflip that he landed it. Yeah. But he put like his face that he was in pain. Mm. I was watching it with my son, and my son even noticed it too. That he was kind of like he would like try to take some weight off of that leg. The one I mean, he- you think you think that's why he's always doing promos in the back instead of actually wrestling every week? I think yeah. I think he's nursing he's nursing some sort of injury, and I think he was trying to come back too early because I'm telling you, if you watch that match again, he does the backflip and he lands on his feet. Yeah, he lands on it. He does like an extra hop, like he's like almost like he. He, he felt it. He was like, fuck. And he pushed his face like he's in pain. Well, I mean, everything that guy do, does is like high intensity, hits hard. You know, he lands hard. There's nothing soft about that dude, you know? Yo, talking about hits hard, in the women's tag match, you know, Asuka does, she does the, uh, her kicks, almost like the yes kicks that Danny Bryan does. Yeah, yeah. She, she's kicking a, what's her name, Sonya. She's kicking Sonya in the chest, like, really hard. And you can see that Sonya's, like, kind of like, yo, ease up. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you forget Sonya's an MMA. She used to be an MMA fighter. Yeah, Sonya, Sonya will wreck her if, if she pisses yo, off. Yeah. So kicked her so damn hard, dude. That throughout the rest of the match, Asuka was holding her chest. I was like, yeah, I got, I got, I would love to be, like, a fly in the back when they, when they get to the back. And, like, why are you kicking me like that? <laughs> I mean, talk about talk about semi racist type uh names. The Kabuki Warriors for <laughs> for Asuka and, and Kyrie saying, really? The Kabuki Warriors? Jeez. Oh no. That's the great the the great Kabuki is rolling over in his grave and I don't even know if he's dead. That's because uh Kayentai was already taken. Oh, Evil, indeed. That was so funny. 
That was <laughs> 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 oh man, that that was a trip. Do the freaking dubbed English voices. That was freaking funny. Um. So yeah. So those were our predictions for the SummerSlam slash NXT slash AEW cards coming up. Um. Right before we jump off, I just want to mention uh the New Japan Pro Wrestling G One Climax Twenty Nine tournament is almost in the books. Now, these are the updated brackets, updated points as of today. Um, for the A block, Kazusa Okada is in the lead with 14 points. Uh, Kota Ibushi is right on the hip with 12. Sonata got eight. Kenta got eight. Tanahashi got eight. Evil got eight. Will Ospreay got six. Bad Luck Fale, who I feel like is one of the worst wrestlers I've ever seen, got six. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. has six. And Lance Archer has got four points. And over in the B block, we got John Moxley, Jay White, Hiroki Goto, and Tatsuya Naito all tied at first with 10 points. We got Toru Yano and Tomohiro Ishii got eight points. Juice Robinson, Jeff Cobb, and Taichi got six points. And Shingo Takagi also got six points. So those are your point totals for the A and B block for the for the round robin tournament for the G1 climax. And remember, whoever wins the G1. Gets a shot at the world champion, which I'm confused about since Okada's the champ and he's also in the tournament, which <laughs> confuses me. But <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> um, like I told uh, Sammy and Go- uh, Sammy and uh, Ghost during the pregame, we I haven't really watched a lot of the tournament. I saw maybe day one and day two, but it's tough to watch that shit all week and, and into the weekend and all that stuff. And, you know, it's like four hour shows every other day. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll keep up. I'll see highlights and all that stuff. But, uh, out of all these names here, what, what would be probably an ideal main event for like the final day? Like if it was the two final guys left, who would you guys want to see face each other? So guys, there's a lot of guys that I, I honestly I'm not even familiar with with uh, most of them. Yeah, I mean just I for the hell of it, I'd say do... probably Moxley and Okada probably. Yeah, that's what I think they're gonna go with. And then I think for Wrestle Kingdom, what is it, 14? I think they're gonna go Jay White and Moxley. Mm. Jay White is weird to me, man, because he's good. He's all right. I think he's all right, but. To see him in the main event and see him as a big, like big fish, I don't, I don't really see it. <laughs> they gave him the title once, you know. They'll, they'll yeah. try it again, even though I, I know what you're saying. I don't see it either. It's like, just like, uh, just like I mentioned, um, one of these guys earlier, earlier on the show that he was a young. Oh, Adam Page, he was one of the youngins in in ROH. Jay White was the same way too. He was one of the youngins in Ring of Honor like four or five, six years ago. And to me, I, I mean, besides changing his name, I, I don't really see that much improvement in him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have an amazing promo. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess they tried they tried to throw shit at the wall to see if it stuck. I don't think with him it stuck yet. Yeah, it hasn't. He hasn't found his niche. And they gave him the title, and it just didn't feel right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think... A lot of the, uh, you know how New Japan kind of fell into the shitter in the early 2000s? Yeah. I think it's on its way back. <laughs> Not for nothing. I, I feel it was a big blow when they lost Nakamura 
when they lost half of the original Bullet Club, you know, and then they lost all these guys to AEW. You know what I mean? So it's like they lost a nice chunk of dudes, you know, yeah, and all they got they're, left. They're, the the Bullet Club was at its best when AJ was with them. Yeah, I and, think even and, better better than Finn, not for nothing. Yeah, better than Finn. Yeah. Because when Balor was there, yeah, it was okay. It, it was pretty good. It was up on the up and up. But I think AJ took it to a different level, though, when, yeah. once, once Balor left. That's but, why people knew about it. He came in. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, Finn made his name in Japan, but AJ was already a name when he got there. You know? Um, and now I think, who's the leader of, of Bullet Club now? I think it's Jay White, right? Jay White. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I mean, think about it. You go from Balor, you go to Styles, you go to Omega, and then Jay White. There's something off there. <laughs> it was off when they went to Omega. I was like, why Omega? Yeah. You know? And then him and Cody were fighting to see who take over Bullet Club. Yeah. Jay and White they had... just looks, looks to me like a young Omega. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of the look of the character, yeah, I agree with that. He yeah. Like when I first the... saw him, I was like, he got that leather jacket, the yeah. long leather jacket, the sunglasses, the 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 hair. He like, like you was, said, he was trying to be the new Omega, like when yeah, when he... yeah, that's all he needed was the Louis. <laughs> um, Instead of Switchblade, the Switch Cleaner. <laughs> Switch Cleaner. Yeah, man. But I I think New Japan got hit hard though when a lot of those guys left. But, yeah, all they need is for Okada to leave, and then it'll just completely tank. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, with that being said, that was the SummerSlam preview show. Uh, but before we jump off, I want to thank the guys for coming on. Ghost, Sammy, thank y'all for coming through. Um, sure, anytime. The, the invitation is always there for y'all. You know that. And, uh, yeah, so this was episode 44. It was brought to you by the good folks over at the S&D Podcast channel. Check us out. We're on every platform you can think of when it comes to podcasting. You know, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, um, Stitcher Radio, uh, you know, Spotify. You can catch us anywhere. There's no excuse. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm all over the place. Um, so, yeah, that was episode 44. And uh, I'll do a show next week after all the craziness is over with to give an update on what's on what's going down. So for Sammy, for Ghost, I'm Jay. Thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Peace. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because Geico gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail biter. Nope. The Geico team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. Geico is awesome, baby, with a capital A. Geico. Great service without all the drama. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. 
with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.